This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Give people a couple minutes to load on in and we'll start the episode. Welcome to those of you in the audio format. You know the drill. A couple minutes, we hang out, and we get going. Thank you guys for the continued support. We have... Mike Hastro Rufael today. Did I pronounce your last name right, Mike? How you say it? Close enough. How do you, <laughs> how do you say it? It's, 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 you can say it a couple ways. So you know, we, we say Rufel. It's actually a derivative of Raphael, so it's Raphael. But oh, it's God. so uh, difficult to explain that to people. That right. Just say <laughs> I just say Rufel. It's easy. So you're you're Egyptian, right? Yeah. Uh, Born. I'm a. I'm an Egyptian Texan. Yo. So, yeah. uh, born and raised in Texas. Dude, born and raised Parents in Parents are Egyptian. I'm Palestinian, dude. My Middle Eastern brother. Welcome mm. to the show. John, there you go. Where are you Wel- from? Welcome, brothers. <laughs> John is from near us. California, bro. More south. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, in the Twitch chat. Thank you guys for waiting for us to go live. All the... Continued supporters, appreciate your guys' love. You're over there, so when I look over that way, I'm, I'm looking at you. It's all good. Yeah, I, I don't even. My yeah, camera doesn't all the time too. Me. I got the triple monitor set up, so I got the Twitch chat over here on this side. Flex. What a. Flex. Have you guys ever been? Have you ever been to Egypt or whatever? Where are you from? At? I'm from. Palestine. Well, it's Jordan. It used Jordan, to be Palestine. Yeah. I know you've never been there, but uh, mm. no, I have a bunch of family in Dubai, so I'll end up going there eventually. I just mm. met them though, so. Oh yeah, I remember that. Time, bro. To answer your question, yeah, I've been, I've been to Egypt. Different. Was it was it for gaming or was it just uh, just to go visit? Yeah, John, I went over there for gaming. <laughs> We're a gaming <laughs> podcast. I have to Yo, ask. Yo, wait, it's just a massive like competitive <laughs> community in Egypt grinding. Are South African Counter Strike players over there? No, yeah, no, there's no, a lot no, of rich it's white people. Taking off, no, it's taken off over there. They play on the PlayStation. Exactly. It's in Egypt. Off. Yeah. No. No, way. yeah. I swear. My cousins, you know, I have cousins over there. They're like playing COD. I'm not kidding. Do you think that's why like console will never die? Because places like, like, I feel like in America, at least North America, it's catching up to where a lot of people are just getting PCs. Like even like the normal people, like my friends and stuff, they're all getting PCs. But I feel like yeah. in other countries that console, like it's so behind that console has a lot of time before it dies. No, I mean, it's console's been a thing here too right like consoles yeah. there's just a reason it's just easy right yeah. you know for you especially for young kids like mm-hmm. parents especially for young kids whose parents don't want to buy a 1500 dollars pc versus the three or four hundred dollar system right well it's like 700 dollars now though yeah it is it's gotten a lot more expensive the thing but, is uh, these new ones are good dude i saw the stats on them they're they're, they're changing the gone, yeah. xbox 360 is still like the one. Oh, without a doubt I don't Dude, think without it's a doubt. For the time, no. yeah. For the, the time. The Xbox 360 kind of right owned, it, owned it for a while. PlayStation, PlayStation's <laughs> starting to pick it up. Dude, I can see I don't it, know. I can see it doing things. I can't play one. on console anymore. I get on it, I can't see anything. Like, literally. It was, it was the controller for me, man. Like, I have big hands. Like, 
that little PlayStation controller. I, I put one. I think there's still one in the Envy wall somewhere at the old team house. I put oh, one yeah. of those. I put one of those. When, whenever MLG switched over to that was like what ended my career, basically. Not even kidding. When MLG switched over to PlayStation. <laughs> it was like 2013 or something. That, that's I what tried, it was, Mark. I, I do it was. I, sh- I showed up to like Columbus. I couldn't even. I was like, "What the hell is going on with this the controller?" I placed, controller? I placed like eighth or something, or like yeah, I was like eighth or thirteenth, and I was like, "I'm done, dude." Done. The, the dome done. sticks. The dome sticks were this ass. Team from, from from here on out. They and made I, us like. Use I dome literally, sticks. I literally got so frustrated in like a scrim or something one day that I like. I threw my PlayStation controller <laughs> and it went into the wall at the t- at the Envy house, like in the wall. And I'm pretty sure we didn't even, I didn't even pull it out. It said somebody fixed it or we put a picture over it or something. I don't you remember what we did, man. Bro, the yeah. Envy house. What memories I have there. How Do you still have that house? Like, do you guys still like? No, we, we rented that house. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Th- I we we rented that it, thing dude. for six years. Sheesh, yeah. dude, you could almost was that, the, was that the one and only actual MV house? The one that, that was the one and only. In? Yeah, okay. that's in like North Carolina or something, correct? Yeah. No, yeah. Wait, dude, there was a time. This is probably top secret intel, but there was a time where you almost got you sure almost got a huge compound, like in out oh, there. Yeah. You remember yeah. that? There was like oh, this yeah, massive yeah. compound, and we went and toured it, and it was like how many square feet was that? It had to be. I don't it was know, a lot. Like ten thousand square like, feet, dude. It was like ten thousand square feet. Yeah. It was like ten or twelve thousand wow. square feet. But it was a house. Like it was a run down yeah. old house and you were gonna renovate it. I was like, dude, what? We have like four people on the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good yeah, ideas though. Plans. Yeah. I was always trying to do what whatever the next step was, I was trying to take it. I remember yeah. um I don't know if you. I don't know if this is this. Some might be something you don't even remember, Mike. But this is a long time ago now. So I want to say, like two thousand and nine or something like that. Something like that when when Fear was still like the biggest name in COD at the time. And you approached me and Moho and started talking about like all your thoughts for the future and plans and all this, blah blah blah. Like you you went on a, a giant spiel to us. And after you left, like probably Xbox party chat or whatever it was, Moho's like that guy was full of shit. I was like, what? Like, what could it hurt? I was like, what could it hurt? Like, like you have no vision or something? You just look, he's just like thinking to the future. And then you went off and went, like, ended up being with Envy. And then obviously, like, everyone sees where this has gotten to now. And I'm like, yo, Moho, what the? F- you idiot. No, no, no. Moho's good, man. Like, whatever. No, no, he's a good guy. I love him. Yeah, I love yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I it's mean, like, there was a time up. when fear was huge. I think what like, he's saying, at, though. At least in the space. What are you saying, Ostros? Because I've somebody, noticed somebody needs to literally buy that team brand from. Mobile I know it's fire and bring it, it, it and bring it into the league. Like I could see, league. like dude, I could see that being a sick team name for, you know, the Colorado Fear. You know, yeah, in the Call of Duty uh, league, that'd you know, be the sick. San Diego Definitely Fear, go. that shit would mm-hmm. be lit. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think what he's what he's saying though there, John, is like basically Stroh is a vision like back then because I remember yeah. one of the first times I met Stro. He was like, what are your long-term goals or something like that? Like when I first joined the team, I was like, I don't know. I just want to win or something. And I was like, what are your long-term goals? And he was like, I'm going to own one of the biggest esports organizations in the world and I'm going to be a millionaire. And I was in my back of mind, I was like, this guy's a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 that right. That was like 2013. Yeah, I was like, right, right, all right. You know, scrims? <laughs> and fast forward and uh, – Envy made like so many plays. I, I think it was like 2016, 2017. Check and check. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah. No, no, those are <laughs> those are those are goals, bro. That's what they're called. Like, I think I believe everybody should set them, dude. No, like, no, if you're no, not, no. if you're not, if you're not like really like, man, if you're really not trying to attract success to yourself, then like you're doing it wrong. Just set your set your goals, man. I don't even like I, to me. I don't even care, right? Like those things don't mean anything to me. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like or being a millionaire doesn't like whatever, yeah. dude. The money, it's it's definitely it helps and it's nice in life. But like, dude, you know what really is is it though? Is just achieving your goal. Like that when you actually just achieve it, it's not even the goal. It's just being able to achieve it. Yeah. That's, that is like to, that's what gets me going, man. What gets me up in the morning, and um, I'm just different, you know, in the sense of. Uh, some people are have different goals right like yeah i care about the trophies let's like the trophy is everything for me you know no yeah for sure it's been like Um, that the culture of envy uh that's around it has always been like performance is the most important that's paramount actually i'm gonna go get it dude i'm gonna go get it i'm gonna gonna bring it i'm gonna bring it in here (laughs) yo that thing is fire though it looks like a transformer john you saw it i saw it on the i don't think i've ever still hear me yeah we can still hear you. you holy crap i have a Corsair wireless headphone on sponsor. What's up? <laughs> They're getting the plug in. That's some distance right there. I just walked across the office with this thing. I can still talk to you guys. I'm sure it's a great right, headset. I got the Astro A50s on. This thing's no joke. Look at look at that. Yo, look at that. Yeah, that is actually heat. Yeah, how heavy is that? I mean, it's I don't know, forty pounds, thirty-five pounds. It's made of solid vibranium. Yeah, they, I don't know where they sourced the materials for this thing from, but this thing is actually like Krim was playing with. Whoa, we don't know what the hell. We don't know. We don't that know what out? that's made out of. Yeah, it's a Call of Duty League logo. What does it go like this? What or, the fuck? Yeah, I don't even know. I think it's like straight vertical, right? It goes, it goes no. Hey, you looked at it all year. It goes horizontal the other way. Like hold it up <laughs> like that. No, the other like flip that? it up. Yeah, like that. But that's actually like not the logo. It's like a rendered. It's 3D. not the logo. It's like part. It's like a. I don't know what it is, man. To be honest, it's, it's not the actual logo. Yeah. But it's inspired by the logo. I'm getting uh, Thor's hammer Thor. vibes, like stuck in the ground <laughs> from that that trophy. Dude, that is heat. Forty they... pounds. That's serious, dude. Yeah. Do they make yeah. you guys all one of those, or is it just like? Or is it... No. No. Okay. No. This thing is literally like thousands of dollars. Wow. Like no joke. Like if we wanted to get a replica, it was like twelve thousand dollars. Something ridiculous. Do you keep it? That. Yeah, we keep it. Oh, uh, I didn't know right? if like they they. No, it's like not a... like the old cup or that old crystal ball Earth globe thing that they had <laughs> that weighed like eighty pounds. Yeah, no, no, we got you. You just have your like name engraved on that one. Yeah, um, twelve like grand Stanley like Cup, solid obsidian right there, bro. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's, I think it's more of like you know, there's like a sculptor, you know, yeah, that like made it. Work. And, yeah, bunch of work. Yeah. But what does it mean like, clean. to get that? Like, like finally at the end of all of it, because like you said, trophies are what matters most. Uh, like after this season, the inaugural CDL season, you probably didn't have like crazy expectations, not knowing what was really going to happen, and then bam, you guys just fucking win it off the off the rip. Dude, it just work, man. It was work for the, for our team. Those like literally, Illy and Shotzi, mainly Illy, and it, actually Hook, Illy, and Shotzi all said this at the beginning of the season, and. Uh, like Hook was just like, dude, you gotta get. Do we have to get these? Give me Illy and give me Shotzi. Like, give me Illy and give me Shotzi. And of course, like I just went and watched every video on those guys that I could. You know, I was on YouTube or whatever. And you know, obviously, like you watch Shotzi and you're like, this dude's broken. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> the biggest. Like you know, I watched. You know, Pac Man. You guys know, like I watched Halo a lot. Yeah. Like I watched a lot of Halo. 
and played a lot of Halo. And like, you know, I was watching Ant, and I was like, yeah, that, like, I know how hard that stuff is, you know? Mm-hmm. And he exactly. was just, he was literally like thinking, you know, you know how it is, like, when you're at the top level, we all played at the top level, like, you're already thinking about the next thing you have to do when you're already, when you're shooting at a guy, like, yeah, you already know which way you have to turn to get that next kill or whatever. And Shotzi was just like flawless on, on some of that stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, uh, this dude's thinking like ahead, he's faster than everybody. So I was all about it at the beginning, but then, you know, I had to like, you know, I was still, if I was going to pay these guys all this money, I want to know like how, how committed are they are. And like Illy from the get go, Hook was like, they're just, we're just going to work hard and everybody. Illy was like, man, you know, he was like trying to get more money on the contract. Like, <laughs> Tell him, tell me why he deserves more. And he's like, "Stroke, stroke. I promise you, I promise you, I'm going to outwork everybody. Like, we're I, like nobody's going to work harder than me. Like, we're going to win. I promise, we're going to win." You know. And I was like, "Still, bro, you're like 18 or 19 years old, and <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like you haven't played at the, you know at this level with like you know respawns and like all this other stuff." And you know, he'd been playing respawn a little bit, but you know, it's he like just uh, wasn't proven yet. I can't like, just, yeah, throw, the, I can't just throw the bag at you and like buy you out and like want you know. It's like I want to see you like perform first, whatever. But they, you know, we got it all done, and I took care of the care of them or whatever. And they, um, they did it, man. Like it was just work, right? Like they, I've it's one of the hardest working teams, the hardest working COD team I've ever had. That's no crazy. Yeah. No, I believe it. Under for sure, ass. for sure, for sure. Hardest working team. They you like know. they had the right combo. I mean, you have Krim, who's a maniac in the absolute <laughs> best way possible, and mm-hmm. you gave Krim like. Four people around him who are also maniacs when it comes to getting better and just in game, like they're going to be on point. Like they, they probably like looking at it from an outsider's perspective. It seems like they were the team with like the least uh, like chemistry conflict. Like they all got along super well. Like even when they were losing, like, that was the first time I ever heard Krim ever say after he lost the tournament, like we're going to be fine. Like every time Crim's lost the yeah. tournament, it's been blind rage. But with this team, it was like way Dude, it was, different. It was actually spooky. What like how Crim called the whole season, you know? Yeah. Like we all kind of knew though. Like I mean, it was like we were. I mean, it's like nobody's like, nah, you know, that's not the case. Like Crim was just like, yeah, man. Like, <clears throat> like we played second. I don't even remember which tournament it was. Um, was that's it London? That's one of the early. Uh, land was it London? Right? Was it London? I think it was London. Who won that? Played, I'll tell you in two seconds. Wait. We lost like Florida or something. I can't remember who it was. I got mm. you. Hold on. It, you guys got second at London. Yep. Yeah. Who did we lose to? You guys lost to Florida. History Hunts Huntsman. That was Huntsman. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like when when we lost that tournament, Krim was like, "Bro, this is the second time these kids have played on land, like playing caught on land." Talking about Illy and Shotzi, and was like. If we did that good in our in their second event, he's like, "We got this, man! Like it's it's yeah. over. Like we were gonna get it, and like we're we're good." And so like you know, that's that's Krim, man. Like he knows what he's he knows what he's doing, and his he knows what his teammates are. And um, I was I, I mean obviously like Phase was tough this year. Like that yeah, was a good great. team. Yeah, they were good, dude. And Huntsman were good. You know there were there were a few other good teams. Florida, you know like Toronto. They all like. There, everybody, there were a lot of threats, you know, this year. Like, a lot of games were close and a lot of close matches, but I just think our team outworked everyone, man, and that's how we have that thing. Yeah, that's no. incredible. I mean, especially, like, even the leap from the very first uh, Atlanta event, I want to say it was Minnesota, where uh, Shotzi, who ended up being, like, pretty much everyone's 
best player of the entire season. He did not play well, right? They did not look that strong yeah, on early land. on. He was early on, and then right away they made a huge improvement. I want to say, was it London's second event where they got second place? And I mean, yeah, I think so. Just like yeah. right away, you could see that these guys were were getting it right. Shotzi used to be a guy that was like getting in the hill consistently, getting in and like just doing objective work, and then he became out of nowhere one of the best slayers and one of the best guys with movement around the map. Well, and in just, L.A., he became so quick. He was the best player at the tournament. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was so fast. Yeah, I mean, he guy. won the last LAN tournament, but that's what I was saying, man. Like, people were, like, still giving us crap, you know, saying we have to put a star on it being online and all this stuff, you know? Like, oh, yeah. bro, it, it might have been worse, you know? Like, we might have dominated worse, like, harder if it was on LAN. I actually think we would have, for real. Like, I actually think... Like the way Shotzi and, and, and Illy played in L.A., like, dude, that they were they they showed up. I actually think that they would have still won this thing. Well, what happened to you worse, guys, but... which was weird, was after uh, you guys won your tournament, you had over a month break, which like sucked. Right. And if if it was still lands, you would have had a tournament two weeks after that, I think, or three weeks, something like that. Either way, it would have been a, a lot closer than a month and four days. And you may have been able to win like a back-to-back land tournament. Because right after that one, that was when we had to figure out what we were going to do. We so had yeah, our so. home event coming up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You oh, yours was the, one that was the first one that was And canceled. it was delayed, right? Pretty, it was either the first or the second. No, it was the canceled. first one after L.A., Dallas. After L.A., yeah. Yeah. I and, mean. Yeah, that would have been wild. We've, we've talked about this before, but the whole asterisk over the championships thing, there's nothing that anyone on the empire or any team could have done about it. Obviously this pandemic happened and I just don't believe that taking away credit from the people that from all these people that put in this work is valid. Like the team played the team won. say what you want. I know, I know it's a very common thing. Like you guys are from Texas, Dallas. Everyone talks about the Dallas internet, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, you, it's not like bad players are ever going to win just because they're on good connections or whatever it yeah. may be. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't buy into all of that. Um, asterisk stuff like they obviously deserve it they put in the work no we've all played online i mean we how many tournaments have you guys played online right like we played more than anybody more than anyone back in the day we played online events right yes we did Uh, the the, the pros now don't have to play nearly as many online events as we had to play and And now um, yeah go ahead yeah i mean it's like it's not like yeah the connection can affect some games but like it's not like you know the amount of games that we saw over the course of the season you know we you had a pretty good idea of who the top teams are. It doesn't really affect it that much. Yeah. I mean, if it was one or two tournaments, then yeah. But it was an entire season. Like, we had more than half our season online. And they were fantastic throughout the whole time. They never missed, a, what was it, a semifinal? A semifinal, and right. Still won tournaments. Mm-hmm. The players won right before they went to well, the I, I don't even feel like I need to defend it at all. No, like, I mean, you don't. it's just, like, at the end of the day, I mean, um, everybody had the same opportunity. And, you know, uh internet connections and servers they all they all got worked on in a big way and there was like a whole veto system in place for servers and you know there were there were a lot of variables that you know we just couldn't we didn't control all of them and nobody else could and created more of a fair playing field but man it sucks i I really wish we would have been able to have our season just because the events man i think we would have popped off with some really sick events like chicago had sold like seven thousand tickets you know, it's going to be like sold out like per day. So like Uh, that place would have been, I mean, I'm telling you guys, like we've had 5,000 people come to a Dallas fuel match, like our first home game here. And it was unbelievable. I mean, crowd was just so loud and fun. And like, I miss that, man. I miss that. We couldn't bring people in to watch because we're putting on a good show, you know? 
Yeah, were you at were you at the nationwide event in Columbus? Because <clears throat> I feel like that event was crazy, and I don't. I think it was how many people were yeah. at that one. Do you, yeah. you guys know? It was like was that the World War II champs? No, yeah. Was, oh, oh no, I didn't go to that one. I was yeah. talking about the World War II champs because I feel like there was a huge crowd there and it was crazy. And then also like London, uh, forget which London was London, that had like uh, 2019. 18? Yeah, that had like a huge, a huge crowd. And I feel like those yeah. crowds are insane. And I, I think they were like maybe, maybe like 2,500 people. So I can't even imagine like being on the desk or working an event with 7,500 people. It'd probably yeah. be absolutely insane. It'd be, It'd be loud hot. as hell. Yeah, we <laughs> were selling we were selling a lot of tickets for that Dallas event, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it was it was gonna be a big crowd in Dallas too. Man. Part of me but, thinks that uh with the whole COVID thing happening, once it's once it's over, like whenever that may be, that people are gonna start showing up to these things in like record numbers just because they've been stuck inside and not allowed to do things. I believe that's I, true. I believe like these esport events when we come back are just gonna be <clears> massive. <throat> like they're just on a whole different scale than they ever were before. Whoa. Like, there's nothing I feel like they are too. I really feel like that. It's going to be so yeah. hype because we haven't had one in so long that when we're finally able to announce like, okay, land event, be here, spectator tickets on sale. Everybody's going to want to go. Like it's going to be yeah, super Yeah, that's going to be hype. nuts, man. Yeah. Well, don't worry. I'm going to make sure that whenever uh, we have our, our event in Dallas, that it's going to be something you definitely want to fly in and, and go to. Dude, we're going to, we're going to make sure that's like one big old festival, man. I mean, I hope so. I've it's, been in Dallas in a while. I, mean, I have so many of these events that I've been to, man. I mean, I've, I, oh, I, I, I tell people this is my resume, but like, <laughs> you know, it's like, you keep uh, all you know, of those. I thought about it. I keep I all, I keep right all yeah. I'm, most of them. Most of them. Uh, That's um, so many. Dude, we've been, uh, yeah. I mean, you got to think, we've been doing this. <laughs> it's like a hundred of them, man. John, how Too long many. have me and you been doing this since when, like, since, 08, really? Sure, oh, been doing it longer than I, Oh, wait, would you say like traveling? Right. Yeah, and it's and we're only like one game. I mean, you've dabbled in Halo a little bit. Stro's been doing this longer than us and also like multiple different games. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while many of their dining rooms still may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is super easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory, and many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Sure, what's your favorite championship that you've been a part of? Mm, man, uh, winning the CS:GO major is probably probably my favorite. Where, I mean, which one was that? that was <clears throat> Dreamhack Collusion of Poka 2015 or 16? I can't right? remember. 15, yeah, I think. 15. Yeah, 15. Yeah. I remember watching that. That was ridiculous. I'm a big CS guy too, so yeah. I mean, getting that team at that time was like perfect timing. Like that was great. What was it? What can I say, man? You know, <laughs> 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 just the best in the world, man. You know, 
Oh, no, <laughs> for sure. We can't be gassing Stroh up too much, dude. This guy's going to start taking all the talent. We're going to have no comp in, in COD anymore. And that leads me to my next thing I want to talk about. So, like, developing okay. young talent, Stroh, in COD, yeah. obviously there's no, like, proven format to do that yet, right? Like, when you look at other games, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a proven format, like Academy Teams, this and that, that have worked in the past. With Call of Duty, what approach do you guys have, like, Empire, or plans in the future it's like build up talent Dude, or scout talent i mean i mean we're just scouting talent like i don't okay. you know look like i think the way the as long as we can continue to make sure that there's meaningful prize money and like the kind of tier two scene you know yeah like the just kind of we, we call it the am scene and cut i just don't i don't like that i think some of those players already in tier two are kind of professional players you know absolutely i mean minor league baseball players are professional baseball players like to me you know kind of am- the amateur scene players are actually professional players so few of them are at least yeah and when they're in that at that level some of them are like there are definitely some players that deserve to be in the league this year that we were looking at because we that's what we do right like if i guess to answer your question like we're constantly watching that you know like we're we're watching Is that, that. You we're doing talking that? To do you, or no do you do i mean i mean players? i mean yeah like yes uh yeah. to a degree but like Ray is doing it for oh, us okay. now. Uh, I know you if know, that was his role or not. Too. Ray is doing it, but also like you know me, like I lean on our players. You know, yep. Like I'll ask our players, like who's up and coming. You know, who's like, like what teams, what jam teams are good. Like, um, you know, what, who should I be watching? Whatever, and you know, they, they know, like they play tens. They you know, they watch those some of those games and, and keep up with it. So like, that's I'd say it's like more of a collaboration between all of us and just on the Call of Duty side. You know, looking yeah. at players and being communication with our own players i mean that's important so outside uh, of uh like you like shotzi and illy for like the new guys coming in mm-hmm. were, there, were there any other players that like either got an opportunity on a pro team or didn't that were like that surprised you or that you're like that kid's gonna have a future because obviously you've had a mm. good a good uh resume with seeing players and be like that kid's gonna be good and then he ends up actually being super good is there anybody else mm. Like Pharaoh's probably a player that we knew was going to be good. It's just well, like he won, yeah, yeah. I mean, he just well, no, no. This is before that, right? Like we had him signed going into the league. Yeah, you know, like he was he was signed to Envy, and like I knew he was going to be good, but I don't know if he like really was just going to fit the mold of our team or like the dynamic of what we were trying to do. And so like I knew he was going to be talented. He's just got skill. He's got like raw talent. Um I'm just talking about raw talent. I'm not talking about personality yeah. or whatever, or anything else. Like he's just talking about talented players. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. He's probably the best example I have yeah, of somebody that we were like, yeah, that's a player that like we know is going to be, you know, is going to have the solid skills. Well, I like that you brought up Farrell because that leads me to the next thing. Because a lot of people uh, would say that he has sort of like sometimes personality issues and stuff. But yeah. when you're picking up players now, like after this year, seeing how. I mean, your team was obviously super talented, but you think, like you said it, and so did all the players, the key aspect was how much they got along and how hard they worked. Do you value, like, that hard work and, like, uh, personality more than that in-game talent now? Or is it, like, even? Mm. Like, where do you put it? Because I know typically you were mm. always talent over that you and gotta, fixed other it's things. A, there's a balance. There's a balance. But if you uh, have a super slayer and then the perfect teammate and hard worker on one hand, which one are you going uh super slayer 
Really though? Joe? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah. Like, like we were gonna go with talent first, but it honestly, like, if that super slayer doesn't, I mean, it's weird, man. Like, it's a hard. I don't think I can really answer that question, like, without understanding it more. Like, if you have a team of five, that's five different pieces. That's the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. And like, there are certain if, and then there are certain qualities. It's like I don't know. It's like a matching game, like. There are, certain, there are five qualities, maybe, or ten qualities, and then I need to fill those ten qualities with five players. That's the way I look at it. How much? And so, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, well, with that in mind, with how it's a bunch of pieces to a team, how much of it do you think it was like a blessing to not have to actually change this roster? Because last season, or the <laughs> season previous, in Black Ops 4, I feel like MB went through like 942 iterations of rosters. Mm-hmm. And then the very next season, mm-hmm. no, of course, it's stressful. You're just trying to find the right combination mm. you guys even even ended up letting we had a nice little run though with the core bit. of like cap and app and john oh, yeah like yeah. we had that little run yeah and slasher you know like we, you know we had so we we moved some pieces there when we had that run but that was nice like we won a world championship during that run won like season two championship world mm-hmm. league i can't remember which game that was but like you know, but yeah, if you get into this part, if you, like that's the thing, dude. Like your team is never going to be the best in the world, like every year. It's just not going to no. happen. Impossible. Like it's just not. It's it's almost impossible, and it's probably more possible in Call of Duty esports than it is in like other sports. But um, you know, when you aren't at the top, like you have to do everything you can to try and get back to the top, and so like you have to just make a lot of changes, you know. Uh, yeah. To kind of fix, plug in the better pieces that if you can upgrade or if you think it's an upgrade to the team. So, uh, yeah, we had a stretch, man, where we were like trying to figure out what to do and try to put together whatever we could. And yeah, then we, this year, we're like, we took it real serious and, and we're like, yeah, we're going to make the moves that we want to make, you know? So, oh, I'm forgetting for sure. what the roster, like, what was your team last year? Because you guys cleaned it house. Was, it was, it was, well, at the end of last year, oh yeah, it was aches. I mean, it was dude, it was aches, assault, silly, <laughs> and hook. You know, and, and um, gunless. Oh, gunless. So was no, uh, there, we had decimate. Decimate was on that team. Well, then you guys uh, had gunless too, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, then gunless came in at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you guys only only cut pook from there. Yeah. So, because I, I was just looking at like envy and the different rosters you have. I'm on the Codpedia page, and you have not been afraid mm-hmm. to let star players go at times and rebuild. Like you guys have, like oh. I mean, like Slasher, you let him go. Gunless, let him go. And a lot of teams, when they do those things, they don't recover. Like after they let certain players go, they don't recover afterwards. You guys have done a good job. What do you like attribute that to? Like, like the the thought process behind, like, all right, this guy's ready to go, and then you just let him go and just focus on the next move. What? How do? How does that thought process yeah, it, differ? It goes, it goes, I mean, it goes it goes back to the same thing. It's like the qualities that I wanted on the team, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you have to be, if you're putting together a team as like a team owner or a manager, you have to like, it's like chemistry, man. I mean, it really is. You have to like mix the ingredients to get product, you know, and you have to like kind of do it the right way. Like, that's why I'm kind of scared going into next season. Cause clay was like, I don't know if we get clay's qualities now on our team. Right. Why? Like we have to, we, the qualities that I signed clay for were part of a, the championship, you know, recipe. And like, you know, how do I motivate somebody on our four man team to be to fill that in? Or how do I bring in somebody as maybe it's Ray as our head coach that has to take on some of those qualities that Clay had 
that I knew were vital to our team success. We also gained so like, some other qualities too, though. So it's like kind of like give and take. So yeah, I mean, in ways, but I think like losing clay hurts us more than it helps us. But, um, you know, we'll find a way to like fix that wound, you know? No, uh, yeah, for, for sure. sure. It sucks. I feel like yeah. you could make that same statement for all five of your players, which means I'm, I mean, it felt like you guys made that decision kind of quick from the outside. I don't know. If had, that's had to, because you know me, like I'm trying about taking care of our players uh-huh. and like if I had, if we had waited to make that decision, then he might have lost out on opportunities. As all the you know the rosters happen like that, man. You know, like yeah, they do. Players start talking to each other and friendships or whatever. You know, it's just like or whatever they you know teams feel that they're going to get them in the best position, and those lo- rosters start getting locked in, and the ownership groups say, okay, that's the team we have to put together because you know it's going to give us the best chance. And before you know it, he's only got two options as opposed to eight. You know. I'm sure so, every org was down besides you guys <laughs> for, the, for that switch back to 4v4. It was probably like, oh, man, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are we going to do about it? You know? It's did you like, know about that, like, super early? How early did you I know mean, about the switch? I mean, we gave, like, mild input on it. Like, Okay. I still think, like, the game's more exciting to watch 5v5. You know, people can't really convince me otherwise. Like, I still really? think it's better to watch. Why? Yeah. I mean, because think about, like, how many, like, four pieces and five you know like you know like you never saw like a four piece in the feed like when it's 4v4 it's really i didn't see rare. many four pieces now though i did oh, i saw a ton of them crazy. four pieces, four four pieces. i mean i mean you know not in like the you know what i mean like uh yeah do we still call them pieces four pieces am i like that ancient yeah. no, no no we do i'm just wondering who's getting four pieces that guy's nasty Dude, you saw a ton of them in hard point like on I, caves dude oh my god on your caves that shit was like four piece city dude i guess if like, you had an m4 like post it up yeah but no but you saw a good amount of them but you just never see them in the other in, with 4v4 and like snd to me i know i understand it kind of how it kind of broke the whole like you know when you're on offense you can just like five man and if you you catch another team with like a two-man setup it's like you know it's it kind of just, it changes the meta a little bit but like yeah dude that's like yeah that's exciting to me to watch that like a five-man push like okay yeah but you, you know? understand like, at a different well, how does the player de- deal with that and if they make like a if they get the first two kills on entry or something on defense like that's fun for me to watch i don't know yeah i mean we also understand it on a different level than a lot of people that are watching it's i felt like personally even for us like at times it could be a little bit chaotic to watch in 5v5 so i'm actually I get it. I'm, I'm very I get happy it. for. I get it. I get it for the casual fans and like people. It's tougher to watch, but man. Also, um, I I think personally, it it's gonna make it easier to continuously win. Like if there's a team that clearly has an edge, I mean it's just one less variable that you could to deal with on your team, and I, I think it can make teams way more consistent uh, if they have like a solid four and they have like the actual game plan. Obviously, that the game plays a lot into it, so could work out too. Your team's benefit, if they remain. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't look. I mean, at the end of the day, I want well, I want what's best for the scene. I want everybody yeah. to, you know, if four v four is in fact, you know, going to be best for the scene, and that's fine with me. So, what do you uh, think about Clay on New York, though? They're gonna, they'll be good. You know, he'll. <laughs> uh, he's like, gonna motivate you, those dudes. Are you worried? Of, are you worried about the revenge tour, Clay coming back, dude? Playing. You I guys. mean, always. You know, like always. But like, you know, like, but it's actually better in that kind of scenario to lose to a team like that with like a player you cared about. And like, you know, you know, you know, it's like, 
it's one like those matches I can actually laugh off a little bit easier than the ones of just like people I just want to really beat, right? Like, yeah, not sure. You know, like if Clay were to to beat us next season in some capacity or in like a crazy moment or something, I'd be I'd be happy for him and just be like, well, fuck, you know, what am I going to do about it? Right? <laughs> it's not like I just like decided to delete him off our roster, you know? Yeah, it was just yeah. No, it was like we 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 all wanted to, to we all wanted to keep him, you know. It's it's smart ending it in a in a good situation with Clay. Otherwise, he always gets revenge, dude. He always comes comes yeah. back on top. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lucked out in that one. Um, what were the other roster possibilities for next year? Was there any other talks about other things you guys could have done, or was it like a clear cut pretty much for next season? Yeah, like uh, yeah. the decision. Yeah, I mean, we we, guys... we have we have to figure out what we're doing at the substitute role. Like, we obviously okay. had Tommy and Tish, and like, so we're still considering Tish and talking about it. Or you know, do we do we bring up another player that might have a lot of upcoming talent? You know, I don't know somebody that could help us like st- strategically who's also a really good player, you know, like these are uh, things that we're talking about right now, but it's in Ray's hands, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I, I put, I'm putting some, a good amount of trust in Rambo and you know, I'm not like going to dictate uh, every move that we make. It's going to be a team decision. Oh, that's like good. That. What are your thoughts on like um, going into next year on guess, some sort of call of duty bubble that people have been talking about that could happen in Texas or. Yeah, let's do it. Las Vegas or something like that. Do you think that that it's actually viable? Yeah, I think, I don't know, man. It's tough. It's really tough. Um, uh, I think this virus is pretty dangerous. You know, like I think it's, I mean, the reality is it's killing people. President got it. We can all get it. Yeah. I mean, anybody can get it. You know, it's, it's pretty widespread. Like, Safety is an issue. I never want to put people's lives at risk, you know, if we don't have to. Um, but at the same time, you know, if if everybody collectively, you know, the majority of people have the option to participate or they don't, and we decide to go that route and we take all the precautions we can to make it safe, I think it's something we should do. You know? I don't want to do a bubble. No? No. Nah. It's because you'd have to go, huh? Yeah. So you're trying <laughs> yeah. to leave your, your kid and your fam and go to a bubble for two months, dude? Yeah, I mean that's that's the other side of it, right? Like I, I wouldn't probably wouldn't have to do that. Um, I'd probably have to go for a limited amount of time, you know. Man. But yeah, like I'd be sending my crew in, you know. Yeah, and like that, that is, um, yeah. I mean, but that's why I care about those people, you know. Yeah. And yeah. what their life will be like in, in that kind of situation. Um. So, you know, I can't I can't say whether it's a good thing or not. I think like they're the people at the league side are going to make that decision for us and talk to us a little bit about it and what our thoughts and concerns are and if they make the decision to do it i'll support it if uh we have to play online again then that's okay because i know we're uh, making the ultimate sacrifice to keep people safe man that's what it's about yeah you know? um, nobody should have to, to to worry about their family member or child you know uh possibly being you know dying from this you know it's tough no, i agree tough decisions to make is there any truth behind it at all have you heard any discussions can you drop us that intel bomb right now in terms of uh, no i mean I, I think we're i think uh i would say our ownership group is you know telling talking to the league about considering it i think that's oh, really? where it is right now okay so i think i think it is in consideration and that's probably all i could say about it i mean okay it's really i mean i don't think i'm you know speaking out of line or anything i think yeah 
you know, we're, we're, we're discussing op, op, all of the options. Nothing's been decided yet. Mm. All right. I want to ask you also about the switch to a uh, PC and uh, what that means for like a lot of the organizations in the CDL. I'm sure that got you guys really, real excited of being able to like get different sponsors and bring in different types of deals. Uh, now that yeah, not, players not really as much as of that, but it's, mm-hmm. it's really dude, just the technology when you use a PC is so much better. Way so better. much better. So <laughs> much better, dude. Oh my God. It's going to look better. Like, it's going to be better. First of all, the game's going to be cleaner to play like for the players. It's just going to be smoother. Uh, two, um, you know, the ability for the spectator mode like the broadcast team to do things is going to be way better, way easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it just opens up like the technology and the opportunity to do like really amazing things in the future, like stats and tra- stat tracking and, um, you know, real time, like statistics and stuff like that, that, you know, it'll be just crazy to see like who's doing the most damage, you know, in the middle of the map. Right. Yeah. Like stuff yeah. like that. Like, so you know, the, so much stuff that we can do with a PC that we couldn't with uh, a console. So um, it's going to like basically evolve the way competitive Call of Duty is not only played, but also consumed, you know, yeah. when you're watching the broadcast. So I'm excited about that. That's that's going to be really big for everyone in the scene. Dude, I, I refuse random. to believe they go into another year with like just simple things like in-game pauses, stuff like that. Mm. I feel like a, some sort of like theater demo VOD type of thing will be just so much easier on PC. Mm-hmm. We have Treyarch now too, man. And that's true. So like, I mean, there's just... I a- wouldn't expect the world on this next, the first go-round on the PC, but like expect some crazy stuff in like, let's say two to three years. I would expect. Yeah. Maybe they have crazy stuff already. I don't know. Um, I'm not involved in the development process anymore or anything like that. And so, you know, like uh, I did it one year at Treyarch and all I know is those guys are magicians. But, I forgot you did uh, that. This guy's done everything. <laughs> See, I was guy's a pro, a dev, and a CEO. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And a, but and uh, a, I'm, I'm just a dreamer, man. That's yeah. A, just, a, just a dreamer. For Treyarch, yeah. though, I mean, there's just a 0% chance that this next game is is worse than this one in terms of like competitive <laughs> competitive wise and, and things that we need. Dude, like, there's always that no, chance, right? No, no, no. Like, there's not though. It's a zero percent <laughs> chance. There's a zero and I and I don't mean to like just blindly hit in the game. Obviously we could talk for days about things that needed to be fixed this year that were unanswered. But I mean I think that uh with how much success the CDL found this year with the game that we had, I think next year we're poised to have a fantastic year. With the switches that we made, like it almost feels like this year is like going to be the the big, big inaugural year, you know, because we have 4v4, we have PC now, and we have like a Treyarch game. And uh, for me, what like um, what was a, one of the best Call of Duty games we had was Black Ops 3 and the year was ruined by we didn't have too many events. So I'm just hoping that, you know, COVID doesn't doesn't ruin this next year, but it, mm-hmm. at least with this year we salvaged it. So I'm, I'm excited yeah. for the next one. No, yeah, I mean. True. I think I think there's a there's a lot going for the Call of Duty League. Yeah, uh, it's exciting because dude, there's so much stuff that could happen too. Like, you know, um, if like let's say they start advertising the league and the game, it's something I'm pushing for. Out, you know, it's like like I get it. Like, Call of Duty is such a huge successful gaming franchise. You know, it's like there's an ecosystem there. You don't want to like mess with too much because it's already really successful from a developer standpoint. But like, if you know our if the league was more integrated into the game and like marketed more in the game, like I think that could just really like 
take this to a whole nother level, you know? You say that's your um, number one thing, you think? for uh... dude, It's number one for me as a team owner in this league. Yeah. Is like I, I wish that we would get more in-game promotion or like imagine if there was like a section in the menu that's Call of Duty League, you know? I don't know like, there's... You go uh... there, but you, when you click on it, you get the schedule, you know? Something like that. Like that would turn this league into... It would just make the viewership go bonkers, I think. Like people would just discover it more. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, need. Like, we think need about that. like... The casual sheer, to discover it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, the sheer number of people that hop on Call of Duty every day is just astronomical, right? And just right getting now, it to a small percentage of those people yeah, I to, mean, to actually even know about it. That, that, that to me is kind of like the number one thing I would love to see to make this league successful is just pushing, um, pushing more promotion for the league and the game to like this, the wider Call of Duty audience. Yeah. Uh, there's like no doubt in my mind that that would be mutually beneficial for everyone involved in the league, players, teams, orgs, uh, coaches, managers, everyone there, and all the staff that uh, all the staff that are working on this on these things, but also for the publisher, you know, to create more engagement, you know, Absolutely. with their with their with the with the Call of Duty franchise and to sell more in-game items and you know uh, create an ecosystem where people can see like the best players in the world, you know, and I think League of Legends has done a really good job of that. Um, because they obviously have the game client and it loads up and they have esports on there and when matches are going live and it's like literally right there. when you load it up, yeah. right? <laughs> and they've been doing that for like almost 10 years with, with League of Legends and, you know, that's how they have this really great viewership base. But I think COD could like triple that viewership I know, the base amount of people that play if, game they, if, if they employed the same kind of mechanics in the game. Yeah. yeah. Also, a ranked play, I mean like... That as a player, obviously I agree with you. I think that's huge. But as a player, like I just want a proper, good rank play so I can get on and and play what these guys are playing. And uh, I saw you tweeting about like uh, was it True Skill the other day? Um, mm-hmm. And I can't remember if you were saying you were like you you really like True Skill or you were saying that it wouldn't work. And no, got no, I loved True Skill. Okay, yeah. As did everybody. Do you think that that could work in COD though? Because I, I saw what uh, I think it was Alex Conserva tweeted. Yep. And um, I had never heard anybody say it like this before, and I see where he's come from. But basically, John, he said, um, uh, true skill was great, but it was flawed in the fact of it was way too hard to move that number. And people would get on every day, and people don't like to be told that, or people don't like to know, basically, that that's the limit of your skill. <laughs> like, you're yeah. stuck at 40 for life. <laughs> you're just yeah. not, you're not that good. <laughs> and, is, that, is that a real thing that they don't? I mean, well, there's, I, no, there's data. I mean, there- there's I, data I can't tell it. you all the reasons, man, for not liking it. But I was told by a developer that it was too good. Yeah, that it was it was too good. That basically that like that most people would discover that they're actually not really good at the game. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like because like if you're like, dude, yo, I'm I'm like the sick Call of Duty player. Like, What's your true skill? Thirty eight. Oh, your ass. Like my KD. Yeah, my KD is yeah. like two point three. Whatever. Yeah. You know, like like I'm a, I'm a beast. I'm that guy. What's, your true, what's your true skill? Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not good. You're yeah. not good, man. Wouldn't you know, that it's drive, like, and then wouldn't that drive you though? You know what I mean? No, it would some people, but not everybody. And, but, and but also, I kind of what it. you mentioned, like when you get stuck, you get hard stuck at like a. I mean, when COD three, <laughs> like I was trying desperately to get my true skill up, dude. I was all about it, right? Yeah. And I had one of the highest in the world, like hands down. Like I bet yeah. six players, maybe seven players that had a higher true skill rating and called COD three than me in lobbies and, and just playing tournaments and stuff or playing on game battles. Uh, one dude was French. Uh, He's playing bots. He, he yeah, was ridiculous. Count. He actually had the highest true skill in the game. 
for a while. Assassin had one of the highest crew skills. <laughs> he was What's French. That? He was playing against bots. I mean, like the French scene didn't develop. No, no, no. Like Back then, Cod Three, you literally could get in the. Uh, his name was Palma Phoenix. I remember it. Now. <laughs> he remembers if he yeah. tormented you on the server. I remember all old names too. You remember all that? Yeah, yeah. Right. Like you remember all these names, but um, there were like a few people that had a higher true skill than me, right? And like I was trying to grind to like, you know, get. I think the highest I ever hit was like thirty-four. What it got to? Palma Phoenix had thirty-seven. That's a, it went up to fifty. Oh shit! But Palma Phoenix literally had the highest in the in the world, and it was oh, a thirty-seven. Wow. That's how brutal that ranking system was, right? Yeah. Like. And he was the only person I ever saw at a 37. Uh, Assassin got up to maybe like a 33 or 34 with me, maybe yeah. 35. This other dude, Bioacid, had a 35. Like, Bioacid. I remember I these like names. That. Yeah. yeah. No, is it Bioacid? I can't remember. Who He's an Australian. He's that's that's, that's not, no, no, different, different acid. Different, different, different Bioacid, yeah. That's different what I bio, different, different Bioacid. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I mean, that was, I, I just had never thought of it like Top that. Four I was always like, have, uh, no, I didn't. no, 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 I did not. Mine would have been fucking infinite. Yeah, no, just... they, uh, <laughs> they, remember they changed it to like the progression system. Like, yeah, the, they uh, did. What's it called? Um, prestige. Uh, the prestige, prestige modes. Yeah, yeah the so boring. But yeah, it was I mean, just grinding, it up, right? Yeah, yeah. That just. But COD three was the only COD that had it. COD two didn't have it, and I didn't even play COD three. So I didn't, even, two, I, I didn't even know who you're playing against. Like, there's no ranking. There's nothing. No, nothing. It was just <laughs> yeah. get in there and play. Get in there and Bro, play. On COD 2, the way you knew how good somebody is was, like, if they had, like, a 3 in their name or something. Like, if they knew how to make their name look cool in the lobby, it was like, okay, he's competent. He's, like, nasty. <laughs> if he was using an automatic weapon, he was trash. In COD 3, in COD oh, 2. my God. Aunt, you're killing God, me, dude. Thompson? It was true. If somebody used an automatic weapon in COD 2, they were trash. 100%. All right. I don't know if I agree with, with Navels' criteria for rating good players in COD 2, but. Dude, I'm telling yeah. you, I was one of the best in the world alongside John. I know you were. You were. Both of them. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one used those guns. Yeah. Like, there's like but, one good player in the history of the game that can but use that. But back to the topic, though, of true skill is like, I would love if that was in Call of Duty, but do you guys think it has a place in COD uh, anymore? Like, do you think that uh, it would work well? Would it grow our community? Honestly, man, this is what I think. They should just literally take that true skill rating. And put that in the competitive playlist. I you know? agree. That's what I think too. That's what they should do. Like they should just take that algorithm, that same one that was in COD three, drop that into competitive matchmaking, man. And like I know it's, I probably don't understand all the details. I really don't. But if I uh, if they could make that something like that work, I mean Halo three used it too. But Halo three they tweaked it to where it was actually obtainable to hit the fifty. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That um, was and that was fun 50, to grind. Though. You were nasty. Yeah, that was a grind. You were fifty. You were, they kind of tuned it right, right? Like yeah. they probably could have made it like a sixty or something like that, and really gotten to see like who the very best mm -hmm. players were, because there were a lot of people that hit fifty. A lot of fifties, yeah. Yeah, probably. I would say like you know, a thousand people probably. Something. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Could have been who like knows? it. Could have been. So you're saying like fifty could have been like because I was a fifty in Halo Three. <laughs> No, but you could be. Oh, there, there, more no, but there was still like. That would have been. There were still like a considerable number of people that were clearly better than me, right? Like it could have been like yeah. a wall, like yeah. hit 50 year at this place, but then there's like the. Like I got into games with Enable where they would exchange. Yeah, but that's like, why I like the way Call of Duty 3 did it, right? Like it was literally like you could see the top player in the world, you know? Yeah. And. Um, like most consistent player and it, it's not just based off of winning and losing either it's like it took into account like your kills your deaths your score 
like a lot of those factors. Uh, I don't know how it worked. Maybe I'm wrong, but like I really felt like even if I didn't like have the most kills in the game, but if I like made all the plays and the right way and hit the objectives and stuff, like I would, you know, get more rating from that. I just so think there was that some kind of complicated with, rating without like a, a good rank playlist like that. Like it doesn't even give the the league like or the game opportunity to grow uh, like the actual player base of competitive players outside of like challengers players mm-hmm. and stuff right now because like how do you get on and play like how does like my friend get on and play what people what he watches you know like he, he just can't do it so for me that's why i said that it's number one um because i want to get like i'm sure like, sure i'm sure you sometimes feel like you want to hop on and play like how do you get on and play competitive you know it's been like so long yeah since, like since we were able to play at a pro level but like we still want to play and it's just it's yeah hard. like to me i kind of i kind of lost interest in playing cod because you know, like for somebody like me now, like I know I'm not going to be playing GB matches, you know, or like whatever, yeah. you know, I'm not going to be playing tens. I'm not going to be, you know, playing really ultra competitively, but I still want to like get on and be competitive. Like I don't really jump on Call of Duty that much anymore because you can't. Because you can't. Yeah. I mean, I just don't really, uh, <laughs> I don't really want to, you know, because I'm ultra competitive, but I'm already like phased out. I'm 37 years old now. Like I'm not playing matches you know yeah maybe i will on this next one we'll see if there was ranked um, though i'm sure if i hit you up on yeah. a day and you weren't doing anything you'd hop on and play though and it would be fun but, oh yeah heck yeah if there's a ranked to playlist, like i'm in join a game with your friend or whoever it is you and Ant join up and you click the button and you're playing yeah. like, but, you but i'm not here to tell you know like activision blizzards you know what to do it's just oh yeah that's what that's what what make the game more fun make for me damn ranked you know? list. all opinions yeah. are our own on this podcast we're just like you said, we're dreamers. Mm-hmm. We're dreamers. Uh, but uh, before we go to the next topic, John, did you have like one thing you wanted for the next game? Because, well, I'll I mean, tell you what we're doing. We've, we've discussed end, this but... so much. Like for the next game, I just want to make sure. I just wish there was some customization. We, we all want ranks and all that, all that, all that good stuff. But I wish we there's some sort of customization with within the game with uh, your like crosshairs and all that, like all that fun stuff to look at. I I just mm-hmm. want, I like that, like the Black Ops One stuff that was in there where you could just have. 50 different crosshairs with the same guns. Like, I think it was in Infinite Warfare as well. Oh, dude. Yeah, the, like, green, the, green, like the green dot on the FAMAS, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, stuff they still like have, that. like, different crosshairs right now, but nobody used the freaking red dot this year. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I mean, assuming the red dot's viable in the game, obviously. But, yeah, in general, mm-hmm. stuff like that, that'd just be cool to look at just where people... I bet you they have that in this game, though. Yeah, and then, obviously... Don't we get, like, a, we got a beta soon, right? yeah are you i'm not even gonna i don't think i'm gonna play the console beta i'm just gonna wait for the pc one the betas don't like super excite me as much as they used to i Mm. just i get smoked in pubs man i can't i can't can't play the pub matches i get smoked oh yeah i'm I'm not really looking forward to it but i'm gonna play it (laughs) well we have a ton of call-ins so i I think we should yeah we should we should start somewhere we have like eight load up yeah um is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we jump into some of these questions yeah mike what do you think so your far? record was against against me in cod 4 just 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 throwing it out there mm, you definitely had the edge you think <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad i messed around yeah, but I knocked, got your, second at, uh, I knocked your boys out. I got vengeance for you. I, I can't believe they dropped me right beforehand too, and then they I knocked, lost. I, I, and I, I was your, laughing. I'm the one. I was the one who dealt them that blow, dude. Just so you know. <laughs> Wait, we, Fierce and Sidrock were literally already giving up in that game five in 09. They literally were like, 
sighing and crying, basically like you know, I already giving that up in that district domination game five. And dude, that was district the moment dumb, of my dude. gaming career right there. Was that I knew Moho was sitting inside. You remember on District that the long street where B Dom was? Yes. Mm-hmm. You remember that platform that had this little place you go inside and you could, could look across to the uh, sea flag? Are you talking about like oh, back like, flowers? Like, like, like back flowers, like yeah. in the back. Yes, back flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there yeah. was a building you could go in. Yeah, uh, like yeah, flowers. Was a cubby. Mm-hmm. Right next to B Dom? Yeah. Uh, dude, I knew Moho was going to just cook a nade when we hopped B right there. And I jumped, I yelled at Sidrock and Fierce to come up. I can't even remember what the call out was. Uh, from like the lower level, Mid right? Stairs, B stairs, B, sta- B stairs, yeah, 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 B stairs, yeah. That's the call out. They came up, <laughs> they came up B stairs, right? And I was yelling at them because they're already giving up. I was like, "Get on it, get on it!" <laughs> they both, they both jump on it, and I, was, I just knew Moho's ass was going to be in that building, cooking a nade to just throw it and win the game. Yep. And so I just MP5, just everybody jumped, jumped on it, and laid down one on each side of the barrier, and I just pre-fired with my MP5 into that doorway. <laughs> what? And of course, that dude comes out. Like this with the nade, you know what I mean? Like, remember that animation? He's like, yeah. Oh, and he just bump, he just drops and falls. It blows up the car. You guys all survived. No, no, no. It blew up inside, but Proofy oh. had also naded over. We capped that flag, nade hits, and it was just like, you know, boom, three piece nade from Proofy, but we had kept the flag. We won by two points. Oh, my And went, on, went on to play in that national championship match. That was the semifinal. And uh, that was the lower bracket final. And they were supposed to win that again. That was supposed to be their. They were supposed to win that championship again. Then we lost in the championship. And it fucking sucked. <laughs> Isn't it insane? That sucked, but John, hey, that like Dodgers. Shro was competing like it's it. It blows my mind to think. Dude, I'm 37 it. years old. I remember that moment like yesterday, dude. I know. It's I crazy. swear to you, dude. Like that was like <laughs> the play of my life. You know. Yeah, everybody it, has those, like, dude. Literally had to backpack my team and yell at them to like jump on a flag. And yeah. Dumb, so. What event was that? Yeah. That was the 09 Nets. That was 09 in Anaheim. Yeah, I was Anaheim. watching Anaheim I was, I was there watching that. Like, I feel old, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the old dude telling like old stories, you know, old well, man dude, stories. Think about it. I mean, we competed against like we we competed against each other, so we're all there with you. You just happened to be like 25 I was, when we were 10. <laughs> yeah, I was 25. Yeah. I mean, you got to tell these stories though, because those things from back in the day are. are Pretty much just gone, right? They're erased from history. Actually, there's gone, a YouTube clearly. video. There's a YouTube of a, a video that uh, the TVA guys recorded of that moment, but you can't really see the screens or what's going on. Wait, but you see, you, you see, see reaction. Me? Oh yeah, it's you got my reaction. <laughs> wait, you dude, play guys. It wait, hold on, I'm trying to find it, but also I was going to ask you guys: Do you remember Map Monkeys? That that oh, yes, dude. They archived because I. Cause I in looking for these old videos. I did this a while back. They archived all their videos that they ever made on YouTube, by the way. So when you get a chance, when you're bored one day, go look at all the old Map Monkeys videos on YouTube. They're all up there. Every single video they ever uploaded, they archived on YouTube. But I'm trying to find this old COD 4 thing so I can put it up on the screen. No, no I got it right now. I'm linking you on Discord right now. <laughs> Dude, trust me. Trust me. You guys, don't, you guys don't think I know where this is? I just here. see a message from Stro. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on. <laughs> Dude, I have a photo bucket. Uh I, I don't know if I know the username in past, but There I, it is. I have I have a photo bucket with all these old pictures from way back in the day. These are just all lost memories. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. it's right here. Check yeah, this play out. this thing. You get audio through your stream? Watch yeah. this stream. Watch this. Let me uh hold up. Let me 
Oh Box it up real God. quick. <laughs> I think it's... Turn it up. Bang. Oh, no, it's too big. People can see this. It's good. Yeah, I'm watching on your stream right now. What is this match? Is what for top two? Look at the monitors. They're on TV. Fierce. There he is. Oh. Yo, the first comment is this is a few months ago, right? <laughs> Oh, there's the pre-fire. Yeah, did you yeah. see that pre-fire? You catch that, you catch that pre-fire? Oh, catch, yeah, yeah, I see it. I see it. I look, see at this, it. look at that pre-fire. There it is. Moho drops. He drops the nade, and then the nade comes in. All three of you guys die. Yeah. We all just die right there. Boom. This guy really remembered it. You never forget those. You never forget that. Yo, you see Perfume lean back. Oh, no. That's the go-to. It's like, you know, the, the way the, the reaction comes out. I like jump out of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you look so young. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go. <laughs> 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 Wait, who was that? You see the nope. blank stares in their face? <laughs> Dude, that's a, uh, what was his name? I can't remember. From TVA, one of the TVA guys. Um, oh, man. Uh, felonies, I think, is in that video. Really? Felonies? Oh, I go back. Go back. Yeah. Go pull that thing back up. Let's see. <laughs> Look at how young that that kid was. Hold on. Go to the very end. We have to, we have Let's see where's he at. Yeah. Go to the very end. Oh, he's right there. It's the blue cap at the end. Like, uh, when, he, when he flips his camera back around. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Right. I see Hex on the other side of the thing. I don't think that's Hex. That's not Hex. It looks just like him. Though. Hey, that looks just like Hector, bro. <laughs> just like Hector. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I anyway, Phillies is in that little blue ball cap at the very end. Oh area. yeah. Him and Nade shot were playing together that yeah, tournament. Look and at Nade him, dude. He's like so he's 14. so tiny, bro. That's, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. There he is, right so there. Small. What he's a so blast small. In the past, dude. I'll never forget those kids coming up to me, like him and Nade, and being like. Yep, all those guys. They were so small. They were the duo, man. Yeah. All, all those kids back in the day. Oh, man, Dodgers, him too. Some of those kids would have been good nowadays. They kept yeah. playing. Yeah. They just kept grinding it out, but, but we're still here. So we're like the only important. OGs remaining. Yeah, we're right there amongst them, right? There are a few. Who else? Uh, there are a few, man. Hector. Okay, Hector. Play. Play. That's Play. Ben Krim. That's it, right? And, yeah. Yeah. Everybody else is I mean, gone, dude. We're a rare you, breed. People get, people get older. You have things to do. You, you're not all dreamers, right? You don't know it's going to blow up into what it has. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get uh, <laughs> let's bring some of these guys in here. We'll make them what we have. What twelve? Oh my! All right. Let's uh, let's get the first one in here, Ben. Um, make sure you guys put exclamation point Colin in the chat. You can come in and ask throw anything you want to ask. Just be respectful. Thank you, Bilka. Welcome to the podcast how you doing man doing well thank you guys for having me on again no problem what's your question cool. brother? appreciate it so um for so i think the last time was it adam who was on yeah um yeah i, I basically asked him so i'm i'm getting my bachelor's in engineering 
um, basically asked him how I could do that and get into the, the esports space. Um, but mine is a little bit different this time for um, Mr. Hastro here. So I was just asking, so with all the franchising and, you know, big contracts and more money, more prize winnings coming in, um, do you see, like, uh, I remember Krim was talking about it and Clay, they were saying that they, you know, they splurged, you know, and treated themselves, but they also invested a good amount of their money. Um, so do you see uh, either, like, hiring or referring your players to, like, a financial advisor so that they have like long-term financial goals and retirement plans so that, you know, obviously it's, it's a lucrative business, but it's not a long-term thing to be an esports athlete. So do you see that um, either happening now or in the future sometime? Um, you know, I think that every, every player that comes in has their own responsibilities, Right. And, you know, if your question is in regard to, is it in specifically in regard to like financial responsibility and, or. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, cause yeah. I was, okay. yeah. Cause with like Clay and Krim, you know, they're older, they, they've already dealt with this, but you come in with, you know, the classic is um, Shotzi where he's just, you know, everyone's saying how he doesn't know how to do his own laundry, you know, like, like that kind of level. <laughs> yeah. Um, so learn, like, would you... Yeah, no, I'll be yeah. honest about it, man. Like, I kind of feel every player out and what their, like, background is. And, like, you know, do they, do they have family there that's going to talk to them and help them out? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do they have, like, you know, what, what is their kind of support group behind them? And every player has a different support group, you know? And so some players don't have a support group. You know, it's rare, but it's it happens from time to time. Mm-hmm. And for those players, I really, I think, step in a lot more. But the, the players that really do have like a pretty good support group or their family members behind them, like I don't really worry about too much or don't really give them too much financial advice or try to like meddle with their own personal, you know, finances. Because to be honest, uh, you know, I kind of trust that they have enough help already. But um, we do from time to time, like discuss that, those kinds of things with players and, you know, I get to just kind of know them and what they're what they're doing, what they're investing in, what they're spending their money on, you know. Um, most of our players are, you'd be surprised, man. COD players are pretty frugal, frugal dudes for the most part. That at least they the have dudes no bills. These guys have no <laughs> bills. So they're, uh, at least a lot of them, the younger <laughs> ones have no bills. So they're just buying bags and stuff, but realistically, it's not pretty yeah. huge dent. But like, you yeah. did that for me, Stro. Like, I had no support system when I moved into that house. I had nowhere yeah. to go back to. Yeah, so. I mean, you, you, he's probably a good example of somebody, you know, how, how, how was I? How did I treat you? You're great. I, I mean, gu- uh, I guess I gave you a lot of advice. I mean, yeah. But, no, you, you gave me a lot of advice, but I remember you probably didn't remember, but the thing you told me when I when we won like a fifty grand, you knew that I was like I didn't have a ton of money and and you were like, Yeah, dude, I've seen people win this before and it was gone next year. So just be careful. And then I was just like, All right, and I just took that with me. And I was like, oh, I'm not gonna spend a dollar this this ever and I just yeah. kept grinding. So no yeah. You do it. I agree with that with that approach. But I just wanted to sort of give you first-hand uh yeah yeah i mean that's that's, it's i've worked with like i don't know how many cod pros we've had through our organization probably like 75 80 i don't know a lot you know a lot yeah and so yeah everybody's different but yeah there's a first-hand account i mean we don't we don't get too involved with it to be honest all right thank you so much appreciate it man no thanks for asking take it easy have a good one all right let's get the next one in here yeah, I, I do think that uh, there. I think what is what he was really trying to ask was um, he's trying to do something out of college, 
and he's thinking that there might be an opportunity to be like a financial advisor for COD pros. I think there is opportunity yeah. there, but I don't think there's opportunity to maybe work directly. There's with so many of those people that, that have emailed yeah. me trying to like get a hold of, you know, trying to do that stuff for our team or me or players or whatever. Yeah. But the reality is like, there are like real professionals that do that every day, you know, yeah. and yes, you can be one of those people, but I would not rely on, a market so small as you know the pro call duty players right yeah because like, if, if you're gonna be a financial advisor you need to be a financial advisor for everybody you for know a lot yeah. for a lot of <laughs> and people. if Kerm walks through your door you treat him the same way as if you know yeah, somebody else. because honestly if some of these players are already hiring like you know i mean wealth managers at banks that do this for like millionaires you know and yeah so these are people who have already established you know a track record and stuff and it's really hard to break into that to be honest yeah, that's a crazy market. Uh, Blizzard, what's up, man? Welcome back to the show. This guy's here every week. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> what's up, dude? <laughs> what's your question, Blizzard? So my question is for uh, Astro. Go for it, man. I'm here. Yeah, so my question is just uh, what made you stay with Hook all these years? Well, I'll tell you, man. Uh, he's really good at playing Call of Duty. Yeah. First of all, like he's just really pretty consistent throughout the years of just being solid at the game. And um, so I know, like, talent when I see it. I know, I know, who is a player that we always wanted to invest with. Uh, I always try to give him the best teammates possible, you know. And obviously, like we just talked about a little while ago, it's kind of hard. We have to, when you when you don't aren't getting success you keep making changes and he was kind of caught in that cycle with us a little bit but we knew that we still wanted to build around him and coming into this year i just told him like look man i'm kind of giving you the keys to this roster and i'm gonna try and like work with you to make sure that we get you the players you want you know because i believed in him so much you know and he believed in us like he didn't have to stay with envy right like he could have pushed me really hard to go to other teams like he got real frustrated at one point so i let him, i loaned him to splice you know and that didn't work out too well and so <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so he can, you know like he he was willing to keep trusting us you know and um a lot of credit to him man but yeah i mean i just think he's an ultra talented player that we wanted to build around and we knew that so we kept hanging on with him until we could put together the right team thank you blizzard uh yeah. pack all What's right up? another one i like you cut g all right thanks blizzard what? Dude, I, I think you said I like your cut, G. Oh. Cool. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next call. Blizzard, <laughs> thanks for the question. It's a nice we cut. We it's a nice tell, cut. Uh, it's an all right. Tell Kyler, we like, <laughs> you might as well just get envy. It's a, it's a pretty clean cut. <laughs> Listen, I do what I can do. You know what I mean? All right. Gersh, what's work. up, man? It takes a lot of work to look this good. This is Vonderhaar Elite, by the way, Stro. This is your guy's number one fan and Illy's okay. number one fan. So welcome to the show, Gersh. Uh, your mic muted. I hate I hate it when this happens. So we're gonna swap Gersh out and bring in another one. Ben, what's going on? Our producer, guys, this is uh, saw our producer right here. All right, we go, Jake. Welcome. This guy Ben is sleeping. Let me recommend this headset for you guys. This is a Corsair Virtuoso. <laughs> I'm joking, man, but uh, seriously. I'll, be, uh, I'll drop the Amazon link in the chat for you. Yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> Yo, Jake. Jake, are you there, brother? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's there going we on? go. What's up? Uh, nothing. Uh, I just want to ask Stro. Um, we heard on the latest eavesdrop podcast with Crim6 that Hector said that when the league was originally formed, that most of the revenue or a lot of it was supposed to come from the, the home events. And so going into next year, if we don't see any home events because of COVID, um, how are you planning to mitigate those revenue losses? And could there be possible like worry that other teams are going to be selling their spots, kind of like how OGLA did? Uh, yeah, no. So um, honestly, like Activision Blizzard, no matter what you guys hear in the media or like the, the gaming press or whatever, like people's rumors, you know, that get spread around, like they've honestly shown to be really good partners in this league. And so like, you know, if, if, if we're playing online again, like they've already shown some willingness to work with us and help us uh, economically to get through these times and also uh, just to make the league better and a better uh, business for teams overall. So, like, there have already been multiple changes to our franchise agreement with Activision Blizzard to operate in these leagues that helped us. And so, um, they're, they've been awesome partners, man, in the sense that uh, they're, they're showing willingness to help us out to get through these times and, and make sure that, uh, you know, we get through any tough bumps in the road that we have that are out of our control, right? So, um, I wouldn't be worried at all, just so you know. Like, if I'm an owner in this league, which I, I am, uh, I mean, there's no way I'm selling this, right? Like, um, maybe I don't, I, I don't, I can't speak for every organization. Some people are maybe not, not as, I guess, excited about the future as maybe I am, but I'm pretty sure all 12 of these ownership groups are fantastic. And the, all of them that I know personally, I've gotten to know almost all of them are here for the long run, man. So, I, I mean, I'm not really worried about that. Like, the the viewership for the World Championship was pretty huge, and and it's only going to get better, man. We're only going to make it better. So, um, I'm not worried about it. I'm not selling my team, just so you guys know. Um, <laughs> there we go. And uh, I don't think our, our ownership group is interested in that. We're, we're, like, really excited to build this league. So, we're here for a while. Thank you, Jake. Sounds so good. Jake. Thank you, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, dude. Thanks, uh, for, thanks for being a supporter of it. Of course. Solid question. All right, let's bring in the next one. All right, Gersh, you're back. Is your mic fixed? Is that better? Yeah, you sound great. Oh, now. yeah. This is, this right, is man, man, lead, you, you really went to the store and bought this Corsair Virtuoso headset. Really. <laughs> Quick. No, it was on my phone. Uh, no, 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 yeah. no, no, just kidding. Before I start, I want to start the way I always do and just say it's an honor to be here, uh, especially me this week with Hastro because and can confirm I'm a really dedicated Empire fan, so it means a lot. Uh, yeah, we we were talking about you a little while ago. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. makes my day even better, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. <laughs> I appreciate it. But my question actually is for Hastro, and um, it's regarding the team right now. So, of course, you had a lot of criticism with Clay leaving, saying that you're losing that veteran presence, but mm-hmm. um, you are also making the decision to build around XEO. So, ideally, um, saying that you guys keep them in the future, do you see any of them potentially being an in-game leader? And if so, which one? Uh, I mean, I, I don't think anybody would really disagree. Like, all the players on our team probably... I don't. I think everybody pitches in in the mid-game. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I was listening to the team's comms, like, live while we were playing, you know, in, in the World Championship, like, throughout that whole tournament. And um, 
like there were times when you know Hook would step up. There were times when Ant, Ant stepped up big in a lot of S and Ds and like literally just took over and made shot calls. You know, and like they were spot on when Ant was talking. But like Illy has this like mind for the game, so I would say like Illy probably is like a player that. I don't know if he really takes charge in the game, but he has a lot of really good ideas and brings a lot to the table just from a mental standpoint of like, or strategy standpoint. But I mean, obviously Krim like barks orders, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> a lot too. Like, so like, it's a hard question to answer, uh, but with the XEO guys, I would say like all of them speak up from time to time, probably hook less than the other two, but uh, Ant was really quiet at the beginning of the season. We had to like get him talking by the end of the season. I was really happy to hear him. Like seriously taking charge, mostly in S and Ds. So, uh, all three of them, man, contribute. To be honest, got it. Quick one, I wanted to sneak in. Um, if you're allowed to talk about it, do you know which teams were considering Illy but pass on him? I have no idea. To be honest, no we well, we went we, we 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 went pretty hard, dude, to get him. So I don't think like there were many other teams that even had the opportunity because we just went hard. And I'm glad you guys we, did. <laughs> yeah, we we bought Clay and Illy out in one transaction from United. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't even paid off. That. Great to be here, guys. Yeah, bag. Yeah, man. Thanks for the thanks for the support and the love, dude. <laughs> Take it easy, Gersh. All right, let's get the next one in. And as time goes on, uh, those players learn how to become like better leaders, anyways. Learning directly from like Clay and Krim. I mean, that just happens in your career in general. Like, if you play for a long time, you'll learn how to in-game lead if they don't already know how which i'm sure they probably already do yep. like those guys are all elite yo what's up big man on campus what's going on hey how you doing good doing fantastic um, great uh thanks for getting me on so um this question is for hastro i'm a ga for a collegiate program that's in my last year that uh heads it up and i want to be kind of in your position one day kind of like a cgo Astro, and uh, my question is what it takes for people to have a chance to be a team manager into the esports space that doesn't actually have the competitive experience that, um, not like, not even just playing experience, but like trying to really break in to be a team manager in that way, but maybe have some past experience yeah. managing something like that. The only way, man, is to keep getting experience. I mean, really, like, if you want to climb the ladder, then you have to like start wherever you can and start working your way up. So the best thing you can do is, as a manager is start leading teams, you know, start getting the experience of a, of a manager. Um, mm-hmm. There's no easy way, man, to get to the very top level of anything, right? Like there are no, there are no real shortcuts. Um, and, and honestly, if you do take a shortcut, it will show at the top level that you're not experienced enough to do the job. Like it's just, there's no corner cutting, man. You got to just start getting the experience and, you got to learn that from the beginning that you're going to have to work for it. Like start managing whatever team you can right now, you know, and um, keep doing that. That's, that's the only way it takes time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So funny you said that I'm managing a amateur Valorant team. So I'm trying yeah. to find whatever I can to really Perfect. break myself into those the, things. The, and, that's right. the way to do it, man. I mean, so build, make that team the best team you can make it as a manager. That's your job, right? So, like, you have to start showing some success, you know, before you get the next opportunity that's up the ladder, you know. So, put all put all your heart and soul into it, man, and wish you the best. Thank that's, you very uh, much. That's the way you got to do it. Well, good, good luck, luck, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, yeah. thank you. Have a good night. Yep. All right. 
good question as well. Let's bring the next one on in. Matt, what's up? How you doing? Hello? Where are you from? I am actually from Dallas, Texas. So, nice. hey. uh, yeah. Um, so as a Dallas resident, um, clearly we have a team here. Um, I was actually going to go to that event, and then it got canceled. I'm a little yep. sad about that. Um, so I was hopefully just got your, your refund quickly. I did. I did. I was <laughs> happy about sure that. that um, yeah. So I had been to the venue before uh, personally, Toyota Music Factory. Uh, and it was really nice. I was just wondering if you can reveal any details that you would have done at that event or if you're keeping anything in the back pocket. Like, I know you probably have stuff planned that you don't want to give away. Just wanted to know. Uh, yeah, man. Like, I put, I, we put on a show, man. I mean, I don't know if it's, like, uh, overly, you know, exciting. But, yeah, I mean, we had, like... I don't know. I, I had like, we had rented these like massive ass, like wind cannons, basically like, I don't know what you call them. They're like, have them at like EDM shows and stuff, but you know, it's like yeah. the, we have like pyrotechnics and like, you know, like crazy, like, those crazy like wind machines that blow into the crowd and it feels really <laughs> good. It's nice, cool air. You know, it's like we had a lot of stuff planned for like for cool moments, you know, in the matches and stuff. Uh, we had a lot of a really neat animation stuff that we did for all the video boards. Um, there was like a really cool bar and VIP section and there was access oh, yeah, to beer. There's access to beer all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we, we are trying to make it feel like a party, you know, and I think a lot of our events are going to feel like that. Um, here in Dallas, like the, the Dallas fuel, we did have a, a big event for with 5,000 people in attendance. We had another uh, event for Dallas fuel at the beginning of the season in January before COVID really hit. But, we were really excited, man, to like do the COD ones because, um, yeah, we had a big show planned. I mean, it's like I, I want it to feel like when you come to watch COD, you can like really just have a good time, have fun, and scream and yell. Like I want people, I want our crowd to be loud in Dallas. So I'm gonna do things at the show to make you, you know, get loud. I, I think that part of it is when you buy a ticket to come see our team play, you're not just coming to watch COD, you're coming to get an experience. And so there was a lot of other stuff that some stuff I won't talk about, but some things like that, you know, just a little pieces of the experience I will talk about huh? that would just make you feel good about buying a ticket because you're just going to have a damn good time. Even if the matches suck, you know, <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I've attended an event, like maybe one to two every year since 2017. So nice. then, you know, yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know what that's like, though. But mm -hmm. but we were gonna take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah I was really yeah. excited. Stro was gonna yeah. go on stage and spit a freestyle right before grand finals. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the next voice. One. <laughs> deep voice in my monotone, deep goofy voice, deep deep goofy voice. I was gonna spit <laughs> off a, a few bars. I think hey, you I can think get post at the next one though. There we go. Oh yeah, that is oh, true. That 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 might be true. We'll that see. would be super lit. That'd be that'd be unreal. I mean, that dude is busy. His yeah, time yeah, is valuable. Kind of but uh, <laughs> but uh, but Posty's awesome, man. I'm that's so sick having him on board. It's uh, he's a good dude. He's a big gamer too, man. Like yeah. a real gamer. So well, thank yeah, you, Matt. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, you. of course. You Have a good night, guys. The world back to normal you soon. Too. See you at an event. Yeah, thank nice talking to everyone. Have a good yeah, night. Yeah, nice, man. Thanks. All right, bring the next one on in. What a nice guy. Everybody's been cool today. Everyone's been so kind. 
No Huntsman fans calling in. <laughs> no, nope, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Some, somebody's about to roast me, man. I'm calling it. <laughs> well, you, actually, what's funny is on the Hex episode, a lot of the Dallas fans are coming in, <laughs> coming at Hector. Yo, Cartman. Oh, dude, that's that's a first. No, oh kidding. yeah, that is. Cartman, what's up, man? Welcome back. You've been on here a couple times, I, I believe. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, what's up, so dude? I. I wanted to kind of ask a follow-up from last time I was on. Um, so I was on when, when Sasha was on, um, mm. and I was asking your guys' opinions on, like, analysts in the in the league. Um, I'm an aspiring analyst myself, hopefully mm -hmm. for a team one day. Um, so since I've been on, like, you, you told me to create some content, so I created a website to showcase some of my skills. Um, oh. and, and what I really wanted to target was what I thought made Empire so good at champs this year. And it was just, like, how prepared they were for the particular matchup against FaZe. Um, they knew like what they were going to do on each map and each mode and in, in different situations. And they, they really hard countered a lot of what FaZe did. Um, so I've created a program that can do a lot of that automatically. Um, and I, I guess like my question is how player reception around this would be. Because I've heard in the past there are certain players that um, don't want particular analysts hey, hey, and coaches. Sh just stop right now and send me the link. <laughs> Okay. I, I actually, <laughs> I actually saw you post. I'm, 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 I'm really just joking, but no, no, no stuff, I'd right? have to see. I no, I saw it. See what it is here, hold on. right? You saw yeah, it already. Sure. So, so he posted this to Reddit, and I actually glanced at it a bit, and it is hella detailed. Just send them the link, Cartman. Yeah, yeah. So, so they can check drop, it out. Drop the link into Discord right now, or just you know, message, message <laughs> yeah. to me. Let, me. let me pull it up. I'll give you a live, a live right. feedback real quick. It will give you two two minutes of feedback. All right, here we go. Where'd you link it at? Carter? I got it. Um, We're in. We're in it, there. Link it to me too. Or did you put right, it in I'll... general? I actually just side message it. Right, Where's so just your website? You put... oh. Scrimtel? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Scrimtel. All right. So obviously this is pretty like elementary stuff in terms of what, you, what you're showing right here. No, he right. posted something on Reddit though, Carbon. But, 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 but now, but, but, but basically you can like, you can take this and you can create like heat maps and stuff, right? Yeah, so so the idea is like right now I've I've created a program to gather the data, but um, what I have left to do is like display it in all these interesting ways where we can target yeah. particular players or teams or, or whatever. Yeah. Not, so just just to give you just give you a heads up, um, like w we've worked with um, data scientists. Like, dude, nobody even knows this. Honestly, I haven't even really ever talked about it, but. Like we have a team or had a team of four. It was a four-man team of basically these guys were data scientists uh, and astrophysicists that were working for us, and they built this massive analytics dashboard for us, and it was baller. I mean, I'm That's talking wild. like the the amount of information that we had was, was like ridiculous. And this isn't for COD. This was for a different game. Okay. And yeah, this was for a different game, and. Um, I mean, we had like every player that we were going to face, like all their past history on maps and like, you know, the heat maps of where they do the most damage from and, you know, like where they get the most kills from or on the, you know, their each player's positioning on the map for like the course of when we were, they were playing entire seasons. That's and so like, yeah, like we've, we've just so you know, we've dove really deep into this already. Um, I don't know why other te more teams are investing into it. Um, I think it's just like super powerful stuff if you use put in the right hands. So like what I would tell you is definitely keep working on this. Definitely get like uh, maybe a designer to help you or something to build out like the way it looks, you know? Right. Um, 
and and how you know how you can kind of like uh produce those statistics in a visual and then yeah you have like a really good product then but you're you know i wouldn't say there's a huge demand for it it's like an ultra limited market right, uh yeah. we, you know we're not spending millions of dollars on that we're spending you know let's call it you know a couple hundred thousand dollars on something like that and you know that that to me is uh, a really limited market you'd have to break into but if you focus on it for long enough and get a product that's like super easy to understand visually and you know uh i guess mechanically then or technically then you would be able to probably sell it to a team or work for a team you know right so i guess like so my main question that i was going to ask about this is i know like in the past, some players or teams have not wanted um, analysts or coaches to spectate scrims. Do you think there'd be a similar sentiment to this, or do you think the, the league is kind of moving away from that mentality? Um, no, we, we our no. coaches spectate scrims. Yeah, I, think, I think most of the time coaches are spectating scrims. Yeah, involved. definitely. Like, Definitely, hundred percent. I don't know where you heard that. There's Our a, coaches are in. There's a certain scrim. amount of people that could have been that could be in lobbies, like or something though. Like, so you couldn't have, like, that many people in a game, something like that. Well, it wasn't that in this game. It was more like uh, okay. there was a time period where actually Dallas and Atlanta thought they were, like, so far ahead that they didn't want other teams' coaches in there recording games. <laughs> well, that they just can't be, look. like, a thing. <laughs> well, yeah, but in general, that wasn't a thing. No, that probably. happens. No, that, that definitely that, happens. That, I, that honestly, always will happen. In COD, I don't know how much Ray actually I – mean, I'm pretty sure he was um, watching their scrims. Pretty, pretty sure. But don't quote me on that. Um, right. other games, like I even watch our scrims, you know, yeah. um, you know, okay. uh, I didn't really have to do it as much with the COD team this season because I just knew they were getting it done. But, uh, yeah, that I would say analysts and coaches are definitely gonna be watching scrims. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I did hear that somewhere. I, but think, I think he Max probably correct. Cartman, about that. you mean like if you're not working for a team though, right? Uh, no, I was specifically talking about if I was working for a team. Oh, okay. Yeah, you'd be good. You'd be you'd be good. You get some access. I mean, any a team that hires you, if if anything, what they'll do is record the scrims and at least like give you yeah. the recording. So, so what this um, system is is targeting is like actually to be hosted on a server to stream directly to. So, like instead of streaming to Twitch or YouTube, you could stream to this server and get your analysts like the analysis uh, on real time. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That yeah, that's be fire. Cool. All right, That's well, good. thank you, Carbon. Keep, keep, keep it up, keep, man. Keep, work, keep, work, keep working on that for sure. Cool. Thank you, guys. Yep. Peace. See ya. It's crazy because when he first came on here, I hadn't seen any of his stuff. And then, like, two weeks after, he was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I saw, like, this huge Reddit post where he, like, had a bunch of upvotes and awards and stuff for what he posted. So it's just nice to see his growth. But welcome, Nate. Yep. Howdy. Howdy. Hey, how are you? Howdy, brother. Um, This is... uh. Nate and I have a question for Hashro. I've got this um, twelve-year-old bottle of Gamer Grip. <laughs> is it still good? And yeah, where it's, is good. Gamer Grip today? it's good, dude. It's good. That's like I guarantee. If you shake that bottle up, it's good. I would I almost guarantee it. I think it has an expiry date, though. Bro, I think it's like four years. Didn't you own some of Gamer Grip, Stro? I still do. Oh, you still do? Didn't you sell it to like Control Freak or Scuff or something? Or like yeah, something? Scuff, Scuff, Scuff is um, running that show now. Oh, so Scuff just acquires income, bro. Royalty fee. 
<laughs> it's not much. Wasn't it, it was supposed to be. It was supposed wow. to be for golf after or for something. It dry, it, it's a. It dries your hands out. Yeah. Um, it's basically a antiperspirant for your hands. So, like, I'll be honest, man. Like, I'm a tall dude. I never sweat, but I would get sweaty palms when I would play, especially at like Same lane here. events. I use gamer. And so, so like, I was like, how do I stop this? You know, um, and so I started searching, you know, products and stuff that would help me do it. And I kind of discovered liquid antiperspirants that you could just rub on your hands, like hand sanitizer, and your hands would just stay nice and dry. And so, uh, got a group together and invested in it pretty early on, and uh, yeah, kind of sold sold control of the company, but still own part of it. Nice. Gamer grip. Gamer Nate, grip. Nate, go ahead, is Nate. That, is that all throw you some on your hands and throw some on your hands and let no, us No, but seriously, if you're in the chat and you like get sweaty palms when you play and it's like gross on your controller and you know whatever, you you just like would perform better with dry hands. Get some gamer grip. I promise you it'll work. I use it to this day, literally. So why just... why do you have it for twelve years, dude? You gave it to me at Champs 08, man. <laughs> what? Champ, no, it Champ wasn't that. 08. There's no way. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. I didn't come out to like ghost. You know why I know that's not true, and you you just maybe have the wrong year is because at Champs 08, I actually used. I'm I'm going to tell a crazy ass story right now. <laughs> Astro, Astro ruined sabotage for everyone. By no, the way. listen to me. That's this is what happened, dude. <laughs> We were playing at the Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas in 2008, and my hands were so sweaty before the head trauma match that went into like the longest match in MLG history to this the day. I, I still have hours and, of my memory to that. Yeah, match. <laughs> nice, dude. Well, listen, I went to the damn restaurant that was next door, and I asked them for flour. Okay. What? You, yeah, no, I'm not kidding you. This is a real thing, dude. This is a real story. I asked them for flour, like baking flour, and the people in the kitchen were like, what the fuck? They're like, all right, dude. So, like, some dude comes back from the kitchen with this little, like, ramekin, plastic ramekin cup of, like, flour, and so I put it on my hands thinking that it would make my hands dry. Dude, I was literally fucking baking cakes on my hands. It was all, like, crusted <laughs> oh in my, my like, on my hand. It got all soggy, you know what I mean? And, like, oh, no. it did not stop the sweat at all. I thought it would be, like, kind of a chalk effect. But then <laughs> it got started, like, the gunk started getting up in my buttons. Oh, and I no. literally lost that match because I had flour on my hands. It's I'm not even completely kidding. Completely you. your fault. I took, I took fourth place at 2008 Las Vegas. And then, and no, that's how Gamer Grip came to be. Because I was like, fuck this flower. You know, I was like, I need, <laughs> I need real, something real to protect some my chalk, hands. Dude. Somebody said, get some chalk. And oh, so, right. like, basically, I think in like 09, I started up Gamer Grip. And then, like, I think really it was like two, end of 2009 is when it came out. Yeah. I just know so, you came up to me on the stage and you gave it to me. You're like, Gamer Grip, man, it's going to be good. Yeah, I think I was. Are you sure that was 08? I'm pretty sure I was 09. It was either 08 or early 09. Yeah, it was one of those. Came up to you on the stage. Were you a player or something? I was the um, I was the tournament director. Oh, oh, oh. well, I know that. This is Nate from MLG back in back in the day. I was. Oh, I I used to be on the forums a lot, right? Back in the day. Yeah, I used to run the online competitions and the. Yeah, uh, I probably got a few times. I swear, yeah. I, I swear, your name is Nate, Nate, Nate MLG. Soccer Nate, Nate, soccer Nate. Yep, 
Yeah. Yo, yeah, oh, I remember Soccer not, Nate. This is Ready Up Servers, Nate? <laughs> yes, this is Yo. Ready Up Dow. Dude, this is Ready Up Servers legendary Nate. Wait, is this Ready Up Dow? Ready Up Server? Nate? Yep. Yo! What the <laughs> hell? Well, of, course I, of course I know Nate. You know. Yo. Yeah, dude. Well, it wasn't 08. It was 09. Wow. All right. All right. Just, you just blew my mind. No, no dude, That's crazy. That's a throwback. I didn't, I didn't Nate know lives like 20 minutes from our office, by the way. Oh. So how's, you, how's the how's the family? It's doing good. Got number, number oh. two coming in February, so oh, uh, coming in hot. Number two. We're talking about babies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know. Wait, Stro. So did you was, know that was this anyone was soccer the whole time, or <laughs> or no? Wait, Stro. Did you, did you know that this was soccer Nate the whole time? I had no idea. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> no. Like... Now I know. I mean, I know Nate really well. So. Oh, okay. It's good. It's good, it's good to hear from you, Nate. <laughs> All right, Nate. Well, thank you for the question. See you guys. See you, dude. Wow, that was that, that was is a throwback. Moment. Yeah, it is. Just thinking back to those days, man, I was a dickhead to all refs or any type of admin. <laughs> hey, of Laser. <laughs> Yo, what's up, guys? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm on the podcast. I'm doing great. Nice. nice. What's your question? Oh, all right, wonderful. so my question is kind of for everyone. If the CDL would expand teams, what teams do you think would try to join or what teams do you think would um, – or what teams would you want to see come in? Like you organizations, like pre-existing organizations. Yeah, yeah, like Rise or Hundred T, because yeah. I heard something about that. I don't think it necessarily even has to be any of any of those teams, but yeah, um, just be yeah, man. I mean, what, so you're asking me like which organizations I'd be excited for? Yeah, what teams would you want to see join the CDL? Yeah, I mean, I definitely would love to see Hundred Thieves. Like, uh, I mean, dude, that was that's a needs a cod guy, man. Yeah. Uh, he needs to be in this thing. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, Rise would be awesome. Lo- love what they're doing over there. Love Roger Saffold. Good dude. The guy's still playing in the NFL. That dude's a boss. Uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> he, lo- lo- he was just always a dude that took care of his people. Um, let's see here. Uh, it's hard, man. Uh I don't know, as wild as TK was, you know, seeing that, that would be cool, like, just to see, like, somebody like that come back through. I don't know what that guy's up to anymore, but... Um, <laughs> see some EG really back talk, in here. I don't really oh. talk to him, but it was just always... I'm just talking about the team brands. Fear yeah. is definitely the one. Are you talking about me, team though. brands? Like, I think... Dude, I honestly, man, like, I would love to link Moho up with just a new ownership group to take the fear name, you know? I want to like, see yeah. complexity. I would, do, I, would, I would do that. Complexity might be good. Um... Who else came popped into to COD for a little while? That were you know there was TSM, Cloud Nine, Liquid, Cloud Nine came in for a little bit. And, oh yeah, Cloud Nine. Let's get G two. Let's get G two. You need to stick to shoot shooting mage balls at people and <laughs> purple lasers oh, in League of Legends. Those, those, dudes, those dudes don't need to come over here. Yeah, let them know. Now complexity <laughs> yeah, would be dope though. It, it'd be Lake futile. I love uh, Lake. <laughs> United for sure. For sure. I'm looking at chat. United for sure. That that, that guy that was running United was a good EG. dude. EG, yeah, they've always uh, loved COD. Well, yeah, but EG is different for me now, right? Yeah. Like it's that that got sold and it's like not it's not EG anymore. Or it's not like the same EG to me. But I respect the organization for sure. They've had new management um, every year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anybody over there anymore. Basically, yeah, you know, so it's like, less. but 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 still, well, like, good, but from what I hear, still a good warrior to take care of people. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Those are probably it. Like the, those are really the big. 
big teams. Hunter I mean, T and uh Vitality, that's a good one. Oh yeah. Man, I would love to see Vitality come in with like a second French team or something. That'd be cool. Um Gotaga is just a he's another COD guy, man. Like, you know. Maybe uh I, maybe I would love to see like the uh I don't know, maybe like KSI and Big Star and those dudes come in with a team or something. Yeah. Team Liquid, dude. Get them in here. Let's go. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, Liquid, cool. Liquid could be solid. But I'm talking about, like, real, you know, none of like those teams. Guys. Like, yeah, the yeah. COD teams. Like, I want, I want to see some of the actual COD teams come in. I love the rumor of the, the Dr. Disrespect rumor, dude. I would, if he was, like, a part of part owner of a team, I think it'd be incredible. The more Yeah, guys there are like two that, other teams well, that, that I would, would like to see. Amazing, like amazing, especially for content as well. Yeah, the yeah, more guys like that we can get affiliated with the CDL, the better it is, right? Two, but, two more teams, I would say. I would see, like... If somebody dropped a team in Australia, then like Mind Freak would be cool. Yeah. And then um, in Spain, the Giants, those guys, uh, those oh, guys Heretics were. Heretics too. Were, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well Heretics wasn't involved like earlier on. Like okay. the Giants team were. Giants been there for a long That's time. the original Vamos, man. Yeah. <laughs> original Vamos. <laughs> yeah, that would be dude. awesome. Man, I, I tell you though. I wish, I wish said, dude, I would make Vamos t-shirts like yo, all day long. Dude. They would sell out, man. The <laughs> one you said there, though, that, that gets me, it was like the Vitality Squad. Gotaga and Broken and all those guys. Man, that, yeah. those matches were lit, dude. Yeah. I wish Gotaga was involved in COD in some way. They played a different style of COD. Like, they were, yeah, like, they solid. Like, they like, were pretty good. Like, if you, if you, did, you, like, blindfolded me, or, or not blindfolded me, but you didn't tell me who was on the other side, and I played against, uh, like, the French cod players i would know they were the french cod players yeah like that's how stu- like different their style of playing was so aggressive yeah, they gataga played on like 10 10 sensitivity and just it was like was, two of them that did that yeah. i feel like if i also felt like just if they had better practice in general because they got to be to a pretty high level of the first infinity they were they were kind of beasts yeah mm-hmm. so they were yeah good. those guys were animals well, all right, thank yep. you for the question, uh, Laser. Yep, thank you thank for you. being here. That was a good. One. Uh, yep. Good talk to some legends. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Man. Well, take care, man. Thanks. Have Have a good night. Guys. All right, let's get the next one in here. You got like uh, two more, or three more. Strictly business. Oh, I remember those guys, the twins. Twins. Awesome. How long did they stay? Good dudes. Well, like the go season, I think. Uh, like two years. Or maybe a couple uh, years. Maybe a bit of two or three years. Two, right. Yeah. They're yeah, like yeah. two or three. Maybe yeah, three years. Right. Uh, Blizz, what's uh, up, man? Blizz, you gotta unmute your mic. What's up, brother? What's up, Hi, bro? What's good, bro? What's up, dude? What's all up, right? What's up? Um, this one's originally for Hash Show, but it's gonna be for all three of you guys because I think it's a it would be a good mindset or a good questions for ex pro players as well. Um, with all of the disconnection issues throughout the year when the league was online, should the league make any rule changes to hosting and disconnect disconnections if the beginning or the whole year is online? Well, we're on, PC. yeah, no. Pause. Well, you guys go ahead. I'll... First, I no, mean, no, I'm gonna no, be, go I'm gonna just say that the for, the number one rule in all these rule books should be like the common sense rule or something like that. Like, the score is tied 100 100, and the guy lags out. We've been doing this since back in the day in Call of Duty Four. Like, if you had any type of respect for the competition, you would just say, okay, we'll just start it all over. Like, it's it's unfortunate yeah. stuff happens, but the fact that people were forfeiting full games when the games were tied, like. Like that's the I type mean, of rule change like, that I'm talking about. Like that's a, like that's that, just you know? that's like something that you can't. It's mm-hmm. hard to write down on paper because then there's like, a, oh, what if they plug unplug the thing? And blah, blah, oh, blah, blah. It's people, a flaw people in our system. Don't do that. 
It's a flaw in our system and there's no perfect answer. And the only option that we have in my eyes is to have a pause feature, period. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, pause that's, a, that's, that's, all that. that's the thing, man. Like the pause feature just fixes it all. It and it, that's all something that. that we could probably figure. I would think the devs can figure out on PC. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be in this game, but hopefully they can figure it out to, to just pause the game. But, um, you know, I think like what we would have to do is just do what we did kind of for champs and, you know, delay it somewhat delay the games yeah yeah so. would you um w if it's on land so this this one would be for like a land scenario so would you agree because i know um with some games like you know some teams don't get a good start and then next thing you know there's a problem and then they have to run it back do you think yeah, that no, it would be, yeah. do you think it would be a good idea to have one person work be working for you know um the cdl um watching each person individually making sure that they you know there if there is a legitimate problem with a controller or a headset or something like that do you think that would be a good idea to have that in uh, in store no i, I mean no, no no we don't run into issues that much when okay. you're on land um okay. no i mean like look if there's an issue on land and somebody has says a like that's where that rule just kind of has to stay mm -hmm. where where on, is it when it's on land and somebody has a controller issue they can't just stop the game, right? Like, I think every player knows that if you're playing on land, like, and you run into a issue, like a technical issue, you're kind of screwed. You got to figure it out quick. Well, you have a bad like, control. That, that game ain't stopping, right? Like, yeah. you know, it's not stopping. And so you just got to make sure your equipment's right and everything's good to go. Yeah, like, yeah. there have been some rare, super rare cases of like somebody's monitor turning off randomly or something. And yeah. like, in that case, you know, I, you know, I'm not a referee, but like, Typically, um, there'll be some kind of concession, you know, but I don't know. It's tough. It's a tough one, man. But the pause feature, like we said, will solve it all. So Yeah, I'm right there with you. I hope, hope it would do that. Yeah, ho hopefully that comes soon. I think there, I think that we're, we're headed in that direction. It might not be next season with this game, but maybe the next. Mm -hmm. well, thank you, Blizz. Appreciate uh, it. And then also one more thing. Sure, mm -hmm. when's, the, when's the next merch line coming out? I need to know that. <laughs> Dude, we actually have some sick... <laughs> Well, he has some sick Envy merch that's just now dropping. Um, yeah, actually, I'm a, it's, I'm it's, a huge it's Empire really... fan. Like, okay. Once I saw the roster, I'm a huge Clayster fan. When I saw the roster, I immediately like got onto it. Um, but, you know, I'm still going to stick with Empire because, you know, I'm not a bad, bad wagon or anything, whatever it's called. You know, I'm no, no, that's what's up, man. Thanks. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I don't know when we just dropped like the championship tee. I think I have. I don't know if you got this one though. This is like this one's sick. I got. I have, I got... The, uh, I have the OG long sleeve with the empire on the side. That's the one. Check that, that out. That one's one. nice. Yeah, this yeah, one's like it's. Nice. It, you can't tell, yeah. but it's like kind of shiny. You yeah. know, like but, I got. Uh, I, I have like that the a lot. original white long sleeve long sleeve shirt with just a little empire logo in the center. Like that's something uh, that I have. Yeah. So uh, this is what I will tell you, man. Our jerseys next year. Oh my god. I want one. I mean, yeah, are, you, are you going to implement like some gold for the champs? Yeah, like, I mean, sick. yeah, dude. Yeah, the, let me just put it. Good. Let me just put it this way: there's some like really sick material. I think they're like sewn in next year. So like, okay, it, they're shiny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're shiny. Awesome. Yeah. All right. No, they're nice. They're nice though, man. Like our next year's jerseys. When I showed it to our players, they're like, they didn't have any changes. You know, we let them consult with us. Yeah, on yeah. like what it would look yeah, like, and so when we actually got fire. a sample, when we actually got a sample, they were like, "Yeah, that's that's nice." They're like, "That's real nice." So nice. I'm excited about our jerseys next year. 
Okay, for sure. I appreciate right, the boys. time. Good job running uh, Nameless. Keep doing you and Hasho. Appreciate, you know, Empire and everything like that. You guys are killing it. Thanks, Same man. Thanks, All right, Thanks, peace. He said, "Same to you, Pat." It's <laughs> long, long. It's farewells. And... All right, Pat. All right, yeah. <laughs> let's get the next right, one in yeah, here. Peace. Yo, panic! What's going on? Yo, what's good? Y'all having a good day? Yeah, Love good. good day. Can't complain. All right. Uh, my question is: uh, Frosty kind of like just said on his stream a few hours ago that like uh, he's going to be doing challengers and Halo at the same time. Do y'all think he's going to really? like be able to do both at like a high level or what? Absolutely. Um, at a high level, yeah, yeah, <laughs> at, play, at the best, individually, yeah, like he'll he'll be at a high level, but will he be at his best in either one? Probably not. But, I mean, Halo doesn't come out until super late, so he'll be able to play. He'll be able to put all his his energy into COD. He'll be. So right. I don't think I don't think it's going to be a big issue for him. He just doesn't want. And be he's also a super elite gamer, so yeah, I, I wouldn't. Y'all don't think it's going to like hurt his team's performances or anything? Because like they might, I don't know, think that he's not putting up enough time or something like that. Or well, no. Frosty he's just is too good. a special, special player. Uh, his mentality, he's like a robot, dude. Like he's going to go one hundred percent, and like, like if he's he's not going to want to let those guys down next to him. So I think he'll be okay. Personally, I'm, yeah, I think it'll be right. fine. Yeah, I mean. I, Players can make it work, but I mean, I'd be more worried about his teammates, like how much time he's giving his teammates in both those games. You know, it's like, because you have to be pretty damn dedicated. If it ever got to a point where he's having to like, he has multiple scrims each day with yeah. like, in both games, like that's, I don't think that works. I don't think it would either. I just don't think he has to choose right now because of the state of Halo. He said he was going to do both on stream, unless I don't know. I like misunderstood what he was saying. Oh, no, no, I, I assume that's true. But Halo, the new Halo, is not out yet, right? So yeah, he, yeah, can yeah. Just play, he can play these old Halos without even practicing. Basically. Somebody in the chat wants me to hold the trophy closer to the camera, so I will oblige. <laughs> uh, I think Frosty will be fine, but like I said, yeah. I think really knowing that he thing. can go back to Halo when it comes out, and that that's where it's headed, he'll probably he's probably like not going to be at his absolute best, but he'll still be good. I mean, right, we'll see what happens. We've never seen anybody do that Here before, so we don't exactly know. Panic. All There's right, I appreciate y'all answering my question. No problem. Thank you, sir. All right, that thing Next is question. gorgeous, man. I... Dude, I feel really <laughs> nervous holding it like this. <laughs> you held a baby in your arms. Yeah, that's this like it's only right. twelve thousand dollars to get it replaced. No big deal. Yeah, baby's yeah. priceless though. You can and you can't replace it if you held one. Yeah, I do. I do have. You know, yeah, I do have that experience. <laughs> Yo, what up, Adam? What's good, my guy? Yo, what's going on? Um, question here for Stro and Amp. I've been a uh, an Emmy fan since like 2013, and since I've just been way back. I know. Yeah, yeah, for for a minute. Uh, what happened after ESWC 2014? Oh, bro. <laughs> hilarious <Yeah>. story. <laughs> Stro tried to finesse me, and you know he should have done it in hindsight. Should have done it, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a really tough decision though, because like, if you look at it from, like, Stroh's eyes, like, we, we had done a lot. And, obviously, we were angry about it. And we were, like, winning at the time still. So, I get why he, like, went back on it because he felt bad. But I think, honestly, Mike, you probably learned a lot from being, like, a team owner in that situation, you know? like compassion. Yeah, I learned not to be that nice. Yeah, like, not to be that <laughs> nice. Yeah, for real. No, really, really. So, um, but, but, honest, but, honestly, like, I don't, I don't regret it. I mean, karma came back. We won. We won a championship later on with Cap. You know, 
I regret it. I would have probably been on optic after that. After that <laughs> I should have let you go through that. I mean, but I don't regret it yeah. anyways because we're. I mean, we all no. have in really good spots. Here. No, no regrets. Yeah, everybody, everybody has their own. I gotta, I'm moving this thing back here. Sorry, can't, can't hold this thing. <laughs> that long you want, are you asking more so like what happened? Like exactly. So I, basically, they they were gonna pick up like Krim and uh, and uh, who else? It was Krim, Merck, Formal. And Damon, right? For? Oh, yeah, and Damon. Karma. Yeah, yeah. And they had like the plan to make the roster, which is obviously that's normal to do, but they we had a like one last tournament to go to. And by the way, we probably would have if me and Cap were more mature about the situation, we would have absolutely hands down won that tournament. But in the probably one of the more immature things me and Cap have done you, in our you career. Guys literally threw that tournament. Yeah, we literally like actually threw that tournament. I, I showed up the next day and I made myself nameless free or no it wasn't even nameless it was free agent one two three four five and i, I think i used like i like uh i used the pistol i think on one map and i went down i was like oh shit i actually want to win this match but it was like too far gone to actually come back and win it uh we were just in a blind rage but yeah we thought they were scheming behind our backs um which they were and we could have avoided it if they were more upfront about it but yeah i mean it was just we were all younger and um the pursuit of this whole big thing and we all made some bad decisions at the time. <laughs> yep. Should have done it. We all did. And then, the Stro, story, you, know, that, Stro, you should have told us during then, the time. Then, then Optic went on to win like 30 tournaments, you know. That but, was, our, it was our fault, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, but it, it's, 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 dude, honestly, like, I don't even think about that anymore. I don't even care. Yeah. Like, I don't, I never think about it unless somebody brings it up, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's just like in the wind to me, still the best in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, this is an interesting. Time. It was just a little harder. It took a little longer to get two world championships. You know, <laughs> what's wild though, is like that, that situation literally changed the entire landscape of COD. Cause what happens there is they get that team. Envy probably is the best team or I don't know. Cause Joe Who was, knows, man, who knows? Yeah, Joe wasn't like, that great at that Merc game. Neither would was, have been, neither was it was Merc instead of Scump. Yeah, and neither one of them, Merck and Karma, weren't like crazy good at AW, so it could have been a way different team. I yeah, was probably knows, an optic you know? there. Yeah, who knows? Different Who knows? Ball. Who knows? Regardless, I mean, look, like Optic had a lot of success with, with those players instead of us, which is fine. Um, they had more success during those years than we did. But uh, we, we went on to win a world championship with Cap. Like, yeah. things kind of like, you know, things kind of worked out for us in, in a way, and things obviously worked out for Optic in a way. And, you know, everybody, you know, got got happy. You know, I think for, in the end, so so it's okay. And, and uh, tired. <laughs> and I was and I was loyal to to, to nameless here and and cap. Yeah. yeah. So these these guys game. showed up the next day and then didn't wear their jerseys. <laughs> they had t-shirts on. <laughs> I was free agent one two three four five. Oh man, if I could go back, I th- I yeah. thought about that a lot the next couple of years. It was. Man, I wish we would have just won that tournament. All right, Dude, anyways, we, that, that tournament was in the bag. It was like we yeah. won that thing, no problem. We went into like easiest tournament of the year. This team, there's no way we lose to these guys. We have one team to beat. But, all right, thanks for the question, Adam. Making me relive that situation. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see. Let's get the next one here. I have a. All right, yo, uh, Jar Jar. Wait, what? I don't know. Jar Jar Real Hero? Jar Jar like, the Real Hero. He keeps moving out. Is he even there? 
He might not be there. Okay. I think that might be it then. Oh, there he is. What's Hello? up, man? Oh, hey, you guys can hear me now. There we go. There we go. Where are you from? Yeah, um, I'm from uh, York, Pennsylvania. So nice. definitely a little bit away from any welcome. CDL team, but yeah. But uh, okay, so I have to hurry up with this question. But like, uh, all three of you guys uh, seem to be good friends with Krim Six and have been around him. And he has like an attitude toward like an attitude towards competing that just naturally re- resonates with me. My question, I guess, then is: is how potent is his competitive attitude, and how have you noticed it resonate with his uh, teammates? Since uh, since I'm kind of new to Call of Duty, I've seen that between the Black Ops Four seasons and Modern Warfare competitive seasons, that uh, some of his teammates seem to naturally respond to it better than others. I mean, Krim uh, is like the winningest COD player of all time, right? So I would say that it's pretty potent, and most of his teammates seem to uh, to latch onto it in a pretty positive way. I think that he was just with the previous Optic squad for a really long time, and sometimes personalities can kind of clash after that that much but he still had a lot of success with that team then obviously went towards went towards the future with the empire team and still had that success so i would say that his crazy attitude is or whatever you want to call it his the way he goes about it is definitely a positive thing no matter which way you look at it yeah he's pretty potent yeah i mean uh, i call him the terminator that's the way that's i think is like the right nickname it's my own nickname for him I mean, when we played against him, I was like, this guy's the Terminator. Yeah. For all those years that he was like beating our teams in tournaments and winning tournaments, I was like, <laughs> that's the dude. Like, to me, he was always the dude on that yeah, team that was is. like the glue that, like, he would turn the team up in moments, you know, and get everybody, like, you know, hyped to, to win. And so he's also just like a dude that's really driven in his life. Like, Obviously, like the dude is like racing a race car. He's like, you know, <laughs> strapping on tactical gear and like, you know, it's like, yeah, he's a but, but he also like, <laughs> I'll tell a story actually. When, I think we were at Gfinity uh, one year. So I think it was at, we were at Gfinity and I was like, oh, yeah, uh, we were talking about traveling. And this is when he was playing like on Optic and I just was getting to know him a little bit more. And I was like, I was like, oh, have you done a lot of traveling or whatever? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm going to stick around and go to like New Zealand or something for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, so I was like, I was like, oh, you're going to New Zealand? He's like, you're taking a vacation? You're going with family or something? And he's like, no. I was like, you going with some friends or whatever? He's like, no. He's like, I'm going by myself. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> like, bro, you're going to like, New what? Zealand for two weeks by yourself? <laughs> yeah. Like, he did that. I'm like, I'm like, oh, shit, this guy really is the Terminator. You know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> he went to Nice, France by himself or whatever it's it is. Like, yeah, like, he, Krim just, like, will take off and, like, go travel, you know, and, like. I, yeah, I was like, this dude is like, you know, he's he's kind of like an adventurer. That's the way I can describe him, dude. Like, he's like, you know, and I think a lot of those experiences that he gets on his own and like the way he thinks, you know, you know, he puts himself into a place where he's like in his own little bubble. Um, and then when he comes out of that, he's like supercharged. You know what I mean? It's like he just brings this different presence where he, he like likes a challenge, likes, you know, adventure. And he also is like a diehard competitor like the best you could have like the dude hates to lose you know so yeah. um he's pretty yeah, potent man that's why he wins all these tournaments yeah yeah not not to really suck up to him but like seriously like it's 
like just like I, I'm not I literally started watching at the beginning of Black Ops 4 and I could just you just look in this guy's eyes and I'm like, holy crap, this guy means business. It's kind of cool. Yeah, no, he means business, but he's also hilarious, you know, like he always mm-hmm. keeps the mood light. He's always cracking jokes like, you know, so teammates love to play with him from what I can see. I mean, I think I don't think I, I think everybody on our team loves playing with him. Most players want a team with Krim. <laughs> the reason why is because he makes everybody's job easier and he's won a ton of tournaments. So, I mean, he just doesn't do anything halfway. He full sends it, everything. Like, yeah. like it's yeah. just, just look at what he does in his life. It's like, like, normally, I mean, every year, like, leading up to champs, you know, I don't, I really don't know why we've had that amount of success where we've made the grand final so many times. Like, but what I will tell you is, like, every year I tell our players leading up to champs, like, a couple months in advance, like, I start, like, motivating our players to just work hard. Like, listen, like, it's fine. We didn't win these tournaments during the regular season, but we're not. We're not messing around with champs every year. I'll tell our players, like, look, all we have to do is grind, outgrind everybody, and I promise you we will win. I mean, that's really my message every year. Same thing every year. And when I had to tell Krim that this year, he's like, I know. <laughs> you know? He's like, I already know. I was like, I know you know. And yeah, so just do it, and he just did grinding. it. You just do it, and he just did it, and they just gr- yeah, you just grind, man, as a team. But it takes every single team member to be about it. Yeah, straight up. Thank you. Jar-Jar. One person's not about it, not gonna. Yeah, win. thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, see you. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. Well, I think well, that may be it. All right. Oh. oh we have a last. One. We oh. have one last one. Or is it Ben? Or yeah. Unmute ben? whoever is here to speak. Oh, hey, my bad. Can you guys hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I, I I guess I have a quick comment before I get into my question. Um, I'm a huge, like, I'm a huge Envy fan and, and a Call of Duty fan, but I'm, I'm like, I consider myself the number one Hasbro fan. Like, I'm oh, talking, dude. I'm, what? I, I, honest to God, it's, <laughs> it, it's like, I've always been more on, like, the business side of things, like, studying the game more or less and i've always found like the way you do things really interesting and uh and, and that's why I'm, I'm a huge hasbro fan that oh, being dude, said, yeah the one thing i've always appreciated from you is your eye for talent right like hex has this thing of content and other owners have their thing but i think people forget if you look at the top 10 list of the greatest call of duty players that have ever played Almost every single person, even Scum, right, was on Envy's at some point. And then a lot of those people were on in their prime on Envy's, including Nameless. Yeah, so, well, well, Fourplay and Stainville are actually the ones that Scump played for Envy before he played for Optic, actually, for a little while, yeah. I think. Yeah. Back when, I mean, Stainville, Scump, and, uh, or, or sorry, Stainville. Yeah, Stainville played with, like, Scumpy, Bobby, and probably Fourplay, I think it was, uh, at one point. And, um, I'm dub too. Yeah, like Scumpy actually mm-hmm. a lot of people know that. Scum like they just like four playing Stainville discovered Scumpy, actually, I think. I'm not sure if that they were discovered, they were like but the they put him on the team. team. They're the people yeah. that give him a chance. He was nasty. Yeah, they gave yeah. him a chance. Yeah. And uh so a lot of people don't even know that story. And then lately he went to play for Optic later and had a good run there. And then he, of course everybody remembers like the two weeks he came onto our team again. <laughs> but nobody ever remembers like before that, before he was like ever on any team and like basically he, he was playing for envy so it was that wasn't me but um yeah man i mean i appreciate the kind words like yeah i mean i think we do have a pretty good eye for talent and you know we have experience doing it but uh you know i, I joke around when i say oh best in the world you know so on i mean there are, we have really good 
competitors, man, like some tough people. Hector knows what he's doing too, you know? Like Hector Hector definitely has an eye for talent too. Um, no, I mean, for sure, bro. I, th- I think this is one of the most like underrated thing about you and that's something like, like not a lot of people mention about Hasbro is like the sheer amount of people that have been on Envy in their prime winning championships is a little astounding. Um, yeah, man. Well, that's that's what I'm here to do, right? Like that's my job. So, uh, I mean, look, that's I'm I'm about that life. I'm about putting trophies in the trophy case. So, the the best thing I can do is find the best players to come play for our organization. And you know, look, like I don't always have success with all of our teams, but uh, I'm pretty happy with our what what we've done. I mean, we've uh, I think we're pretty. I like to think we're the kings of FPS because we've won. I mean, we've won like a world championship in CS:GO. We've won basically the world championship in Overwatch before the Overwatch League. We've won a world championship in Paladins. We've won a world championship in COD. We've played in a Halo, you know, really top top side of Halo <laughs> and Gears of War. We've won tournaments. I mean, like it's hard for any other org to say that. So I appreciate the kind words and the recognition. Uh, I like to think that it's not just me; it's our it's our entire organization that feeds that, including past former players, co-owners, and you know, everybody that we involve around us uh, really has a good eye for talent and supports that. Yeah. And yeah, I just want to acknowledge that. So my question is, is regarding content creators, right? Um, the, the thing with content creators, every time somebody asks, you know, how do content creators, how to grow as a content creator and things like this, but not a lot of people mention that cre- you know, growing as a content creator really depends on the content you're making and the specific content you're making. Like, it's a different way to grow in Call of Duty. It's a different way to grow in League of Legends. And each game that you want to create content for is different. So, you know, being nameless and packed, you know, after becoming pros and Hasbro as well, things you've noticed, what really makes, like, what is a successful content creator in the Call of Duty, specifically in the Call of Duty esports scene? All right, Call of Duty esports scene. Yeah. Um, well, right now it's really um, finding your niche in the esports scene, like whether it be like uh, giving knowledge to people who are just coming into Call of Duty, um, spreading that knowledge and enlightening these guys on uh, things going on with teams or how this hardpoint works or things like that. Like just making videos and being consistent, um, just creating content, being consistent every single day. Uh, get on a schedule so people know when you're going live or when your videos are going to go up. Um, it's pretty simple, man. I just think it's just consistency and and uh, trying to fill a hole or be new and and be unique or fill a hole in the uh, in the Call of Duty scene right now that that it needs and and that's more things like what uh, Cartman came in here talking about like statistics and things like that. If he were to make those into videos, people would eat that up. Um, it's just a lot of work. Uh, but you have to be unique. I mean, you look at like Tactical Rab and these guys, like they're getting 30, 40,000 views now just making like Call of Duty update videos, 10 minutes, giving his uh, take on what's going on and people love it. So that's that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I think what you said about consistency is the most important thing. Uh, a lot of people come and like they start making content for a little bit or throw up a couple videos, but the consistency in the scene is uh, is I think is just the most important thing. So people know that they can come to you and tune in and, Get their information or their fill of whatever it may be news drama information like whatever it is that they just know they can always go to you and get it so i think that the people that you see that are consistent are the ones that are doing a really good job in, in college esports mm-hmm. 
And Hester, do you see a place for content creators with CDL organizations? Like I know that Nosy Butters uh, is with like Atlanta Phase and there are other like content creators that signed up as subspots and stuff like that. And some teams had other content creators. Like I know Minnesota did a really good job with like Tiny and like and the kind of cre- content he created, at least streaming wise. And the Huntsman did a good job with like General um, and even Sender to a point where they included them in content. Do you see a place for content creators within CDL teams and creating content specifically for the CDL teams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For the teams, of course. How, how do you know we're not signing a couple right now? I mean, I don't, but the thing is, it's like, <laughs> number one, Dallas slash Envy. I, I know opinion. you don't. I, I'm just telling you, we, we're yeah. looking at doing that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to do that. We're trying it, to um, report content creators through Envy and the Dallas Empire. And yeah. I guess, okay, and sorry for, I just have one more question. Sorry. In and, COD. Yeah. The and then do you think that when people are trying to get jobs within esports, right, do you think it's better they be content creators as well as hold a job? Like, you know, while doing whatever, say team management, say whatever, do mm. you think if people created like YouTube videos stream, do you think that enhances uh, their chances of getting hired? Mm. I mean, for us, I think we're pretty focused on one thing, right? From somebody like for content creators, we just really rely on them being content creators. You know, and for players, um, I think it definitely matters for a player to have some level of like content and brand building. You know, I think it's really important, but we 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 wouldn't pass on a player if they don't do that stuff. You know what I mean? Um, we look at content creators as just being content creators, and you know, pro players really just being focused on pro play, uh, their, their professional play. But would love you know our players to create content, and then uh, in terms of like you know, managers and other staff members and stuff. No, like it doesn't really matter to us that much. Uh, maybe if somebody like Rambo, it kind of does. I mean, he's our head coach. We'd like to make, see him make some content or we, we help him, you know, feature some of his thoughts and content. But um, I would say like content creation these days is pretty, it's it's like a job in, in and of itself. And if we're going to hire somebody for, con- for content, we want them to produce content. If we're going to hire a manager, we want them to be a manager first, you know. So yeah. not really a lot of crossover there that we, we, we care too much about, but it's all helpful. If, if people are creating content, that's always, it's never a bad thing. Well, thank you. Generally average. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Have a good one. Have a good yeah, one. Man. Those are some uh, really good questions, but it killed me yeah. in the chat. When he went. He's, man, nobody he, trolled me. I'm disappointed. He's dude. holding his own interview. <laughs> so when he's, I'm, just, I'm disappointed. <laughs> like I was, I was really hoping I'd get one of these really angry kids off twitter you know that here's the thing stro you just demand respect yeah they were scared it's hard to troll you right now too so they'll be back yeah that's true it'll happen in the youtube comments we a lot of people will watch the youtube video (laughs) i'll be looking for them well anyways i want to say big thank you for coming on the show man i i appreciate it and i'm sure everybody who watches this whether it be audio youtube or even live right now for the real ones. They definitely enjoyed it and learned a lot. Man, thing. It was nice catching up with you guys, man. I miss Hell you guys. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I, hope, I hope I get to see your faces sooner than later. Hopefully. Yeah, Na- nameless, nameless, you're always like a, another little brother to me. So Hell yeah. good, good seeing you, man. Happy, <laughs> happy. I think we haven't talked since you, you caught your family and everything too, man. That's, oh, that's man. good. We'll have to catch up, all dude. that. 
Yeah, let's do it, man. You and I need to just talk. We we, we should catch up. I'll give you a call soon. But that'll yeah, do, do it, guys. Do it. Tell me. Yeah. Th- thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys leave a like on the video and share it. I appreciate you guys, and we'll see you guys soon, man. Have a good one. See you guys next time. Later. Peace.